do we really <laughs> say do we really say happy monday on a monday i had a little bit of today off kind of sort of you know a little bit of kind of a day off so i got really? to yeah i got to leave you know the the phone stuff alone and really just focus on you know the business part of things so it was kind of a day off didn't really get a lot of sleep though didn't really get a lot of sleep had oh. my sister weekend shout out to her um she had to fly out at five so she was up at 4 30 and me and her did not get into the house until 1 30 so <laughs> wow then the 1 30 in the morning mm-hmm. yes yes it was a beautiful night though the breeze was perfect everything was it was nice uh, Love it. it. And how was your weekend? My weekend was, I have to say, what did I do this weekend? I don't even think I did anything this weekend. To be honest with you, I really didn't do anything. It was very, very quiet. (laughs) It was very quiet handling, you know, personal matters and a whole bunch of stuff, but I really didn't anything this weekend I can't even remember these days some of my days just kind of roll into each other yes (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit this pandemic has got me just all into all kinds of knots yes yes and it's like you don't know whether it's you know I've stopped paying attention to numbers I mean I watch them every now and then they're like they're up they're down they're up they're down and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna keep the, the mask on until they're gone. <laughs> it's like, I can't take it, I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I, I don't really know what is, sometimes I'm like, really, what, what's really, what's today? I don't know. And a friend of mine had to remind me like, hey, there's no school tomorrow. Do not send that child to school. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm over here busting my kids <laughs> chops, like, Make sure this gets done. Get this done and get that done and get that done. And oh, got to make sure. Did you have all your uniforms? And my friend was like, uh, you do realize that child can get a break because there's no school. And I'm like, there's no what? <laughs> oh, you would think. You would think. Because I was like, yeah, it's a federal holiday. Federal stuff is closed. So I'm thinking I don't have to deal with anything. So I'm like, yeah, the kids don't have school. And then something when I came in, last night said double check because they didn't come in mousing up and down saying yay we have no school so come to find out yes it is a federal holiday but there are two states that do not close schools california and florida oh really yes (laughs) so our kids had school we had to rush get them together it was yeah Clockboarded, just <laughs> rearranging rides and everything. We're like, can you? <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't. I don't know why. I just kind of assumed. I, I assume that it's just you know nationwide. Like all the schools are closed today. I didn't realize I did that too. some schools, some states kept it open. I did too. I was like, yeah, you know. My son was like, popped his popcorn. Was like, I'm gonna stay up, watch some movies. Oh yeah, you know how they do. And 
no I was like yeah you got to go to bed like right now <laughs> pretty much oh my goodness I poor kids I mean I know yeah. if my kid was just looking forward to it so much like yes no school no school <laughs> she was totally excited about not having to go to school today so I, and I, I messed guess. it up I messed but, him up he was so happy Oh, poor kid. <laughs> poor kid. I know, man. Oh, poor kid. That's what he gets. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yes, well, at least I'm glad that, you know, I get to say, well, you don't have school today. Aren't you happy? Because, you know, every little cool point I can get, I try to get it. <laughs> no. We were talking about the other day as parents. It's like, you know, we... We think we're going to be so much cooler than our parents. Oh. And we're not. You know, we're I used the word the other day with my son. I used, um, I used lit. So that, is that lit, son? He was like, mommy, just please promise me never again. <laughs> you know what? That's so wrong, though, because, you know, they right. do that to us. But I think that I'm cool. So if I say, oh, man, that was lit. Try to embarrass me and make me feel like I'm not cool, and I can't say that I'm cool enough. Exactly, that was lit. I want to do the little dance they do. I'll do that too. I try to figure that out so much I can't do it. I just no, and and I used to consider myself a pretty good dancer. Well, they don't dance anymore. I don't know what the, the, the yeah, it, 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 yeah, and that dancing stop on a dime type movements, and I well that my kid is like, oh no, don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't do it. I'll be trying to practice. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, no. She, I remember when they were doing it. The the, the one she's like, throw it up and catch it and bow. And I'm trying yeah. to do like, oh, It's embarrassing, okay. mom. No. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm still cool. You know, oh man, I just, it just brings me back to thinking about, you know, my own mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I'm sorry. You're cool to me. I love you. <laughs> My mom is sitting there going, mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh -huh. Uh -huh. you sound just like our parents like oh, these kids got dancing and that no music they listen to <laughs> i know when did i become when did we become our parents right um, uh, as soon as we had our kids and they started walking and it was like don't touch that don't do that stop we say this one time don't make me say it again you know <laughs> just kicked it Oh my gosh. It's so funny. The other day, my kid wanted to wear something and I was like, don't do that. Don't wear that. That doesn't look right. Da, 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 da. And, you know, some other friends were around. It was like, let the child wear the stuff. It looks fine. And I'm going, wow, am I really that, <laughs> you know, that parent? Am I really? <laughs> when it comes to fashion, we know best. <laughs> yeah. We know best. <laughs> Thank you. I love that you said that. You make me feel justified right now. Yes, it is 175 degrees down here. 
and these children want to walk outside in hoodies with long sleeve shirts under the hoodies with t-shirts under the long sleeve shirts under the hoodies okay wait, wanna... so i thought that was only me thinking that my kid was very strange for doing stuff like that are you serious they're doing that there too you are not alone in thinking that it's strange, especially down here. This is tropical weather. Yes. I'm like, it is 175 degrees outside. Why are you dressed like it's cold? All of them, all of them. And then oh. they move around, we're like, no, this is not gonna work, children. This is not gonna work. <laughs> okay, so, no, I'm, I'm seriously like surprised right now because the whole summer, because of course I'm in the New York, New Jersey area, so the whole summer, it was nice and warm. And this kid kept going outside wanting to put a hoodie. And every time the hoodie comes on, I'm like, it's too hot. Please, just looking at you is making me hot. You're going to die from a heat stroke. And then it's my problem. And I have to pay to take you to the doctor. So no, we're not doing the hoodie. And I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, my kid must be acting really weird. This is weird. But you're telling me that this, they're all doing this. Yes, they're all acting weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> no have sex. Gosh, okay. I'm just over the whole thing. I'm like, you know, no, okay. I really didn't know it was a thing. I honestly didn't know it was a thing. I thought it was my kid's thing just for being weird and trying to, you know, I shouldn't say the word weird because that's not nice, but just wanting to be, you know, I didn't know it was an actual thing. And I see this, this is what happens when, you know, I missed it. I missed that. I want to miss it. I do. I it, it like you said, it makes me hot, and I'm pretty cold blooded. Like I love like hot weather. I like my house to be warm and all these different things. And to see these children running around, uh, all these layers of clothes down here, down here. Now when we were up there, why? You know, you want to put on a hoodie because it's chilly and you need to have on layers because it may warm up during yes, the day. Yes. No, it's just going to get hotter during the day. And it starts off at 273 degrees down here. Yes, I kept the temperature going up because it's hot. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. The whole summer, right? My kid just kept wearing the hoodies and wanting the long sleeves and this. And I'm like, I'm roasting in my skin, right? And then now that the weather is cooler and it's changing, now the kid is wearing shorts and, and, and slides and what? And I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. What is happening? <laughs> I'm like, it, did, you, did you not? hear the weather outside did you not see the temperature did, did you not realize that we're not in summer anymore i'm like what happened to when you were supposed to be wearing this in summer and now it's cold <laughs> i am concerned i'm concerned because it's the same thing and it does cool down a, a little bit down here and then that's when they bring out the short sleeves and it I don't know. I guess maybe I'm I'm getting old. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm trying to think so I can relate. I'm like, what did I do fashion-wise that was, you know, and it, again, I mean, I remember my parents would say, you were not 
you know, I think the, the cross colors thing, the cross when uh, TLC was big. Yeah. And it, Finally, he went out and got me one of the cross colors outfit. Ah. Make sure it's coordinating. I did it for, I think I was like some senior day or something at school. I don't know. Or, I don't even know. It was freshman. It was my freshman year. So I went out and got one, you know, one of those. And my dad was like, really? You were, and I was like, hey, you know, it's, we got to wear something for school, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, neon colors. I was into neon colors for a period of time. I like, you know, neon colors. That's so, cool. But, I'm trying, but when it came to weather, my mother was not playing it. She was when not. When it came to weather, up. nobody had to tell me a thing. I was the first one. <laughs> if it's cold, I'm bundling up. Okay, because I don't like the cold. I don't like to feel cold. I just did that drives me nuts. So I was the first one. So nobody had to tell me anything. If if anything, my parents would be like, okay, you don't need to wear that much stuff. Okay, you can get rid of some of the layers and I'm bundled up and tied up. <laughs> oh yeah. Bundled up, tied up, wrapped up. Just see our eyes like this. Oh, yeah. I wish we could have covered our eyes because those got cold too. <laughs> those got cold too. And there's an extra sweater or something in the bag in case it gets even colder. I got something extra. This <laughs> is funny. My friends always made fun of me for that because I'm always prepared. I don't like to get caught off guard. <laughs> I'm prepared. More gloves. I got it. I remember they came out with these um those hand heater things. You know those things you can break them and you put them in your gloves and they would warm up inside your gloves. Oh, like y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you had those? I had some of those. I didn't have oh, that those. Nice. I didn't have that. Oh my goodness. Had to get it. Had to get it. It's extra cold. Extra cold. <laughs> Ah, I should have gotten that, but I just, I didn't have that. I just had the traditional thick wool scarves and hats and just bundled up. I wasn't playing. I did not care, but you know, I would dress it up and make it look cute. That's right. I remember I went through a phase. I still like, I, I wasn't into neon colors and stuff. You know, I was always into like darker colors, not black, but like darker muted colors was always my thing <clears throat> and now I'm into colors now I wear like colors and it's like everybody's like what happened to you <laughs> and I just totally I got sick of that and now I feel I need to brighten up and lighten up and just wear lighter colors and just make it look prettier but yeah. I wore the darkest stuff but I would rock like men's necktie I was very stylish you know, mm -hmm. I'd be rocking the tie and the vest and stuff and do my hair cute and all of that. Oh, yeah. And heels with my, oh, yeah. That was my <laughs> style. Oh, yes, honey. That was me. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that. I, um, I haven't had to put on a pair of high heel boots for like five years now. And I'm like, oh, this, um, this winter, I don't care. I don't care if it's hot. I don't care. I'm buying some boots. I want a pair of boots. I loved my boots up there. It was just, yeah. that's what they missed about home, having my boots and fashion. Fall. Yeah. Fall fashion oh. is really nice. Oh. 
Old fashioned is nice. I like the browns and the greens and the like the burnt orange, mm -hmm. that kind of color. And maybe like a nice mustard yellow. You know, I like those in the fall. A nice chunky sweater. See? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, girl. I know how to look cute when when the time is right. But right now, <laughs> you look gorgeous right now. Oh well, thank you, darling. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the only time. I roll out of some sweats or something is when we have to do the show. Otherwise, oh no. <laughs> I walk around in my chunky socks and whatnot, and that's it. Chunky socks. I need to get some more chunky socks. Oh, I washed yeah. my eight months chunky socks. I had these oh. nice little I got at Macy's. I got them at Macy's. They sell them every year, the little fuzzy ones. You can slide across the corner like, oh, I need to be up on those. I've got Watch a yourself. bunch of those. I need to go get some more. Some of them have the little suction cups on the, the bottom so you don't slip and want to fall down and, you know, bust like your behind. <laughs> <laughs> I have some of those. Yeah. <laughs> or the ones that you can slide in and stuff and just cuddle up. And now that it's getting nice and cool, sometimes I'll like, open the a little bit and then so I can feel the nice cool breeze and then I have my blanket and snuggle up oh yes yes oh yes, yes. I saw I've seen of apple picking and people going to the orchards now and I'm like getting even more homesick and I'm like you know what we just need to with everything the numbers going down yeah plan a trip and yeah <laughs> no, that's the whole thing about this pandemic you know it's it's just changed so much because before the pandemic happened oh man it was so much fun to get together put together a whole big group of us and we would take the kids and go apple picking and all that stuff and climbing the trees and it was so much fun and then dragging all those apples home and eating apples for the next six months or something <laughs> yeah, apple pies apple this apple that every kind of apple 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 stuff for breakfast lunch and dinner okay apples <laughs> and it was so much fun you know apple cider apples whatever donuts oh i'm gonna see apple donuts especially at the farmer's market up there um they were having with it. They had an exchange place, and then they had it over in Washington Square too, on the other side. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you knew it was time because the that the apple cider ones and the pumpkin donuts were coming. Really nice. Really <laughs> nice. It was nice. It, it was so much fun. But now with the pandemic and stuff, you really can't even do that stuff anymore. We're just like limited to maybe a small group if you go. Or sometimes you just, just to be on the safe side, you're just not even really going, you know? So yeah. life is a little bit different, unfortunately, yeah. but. It's been the best time for, for me to um, really hone in and, and, you know, get business stuff together because I'm not trying to, you know, be, I love the outdoors and everything. I've been trying to like work outside a little bit more um, one of my friends was like, you need to take advantage of your surroundings and at least work outside. But just, you know, being out and about and those different types of things, like if, you know, my sister's come to visit or things like that, I, I think like 
But one thing is like, I'm a very safe place person. So if it has to be done, it has to be done. So when it was time to lock down, I just locked it down. It's just, it is what it is, right? And I did not realize the extent to which I had missed seeing family until I was able to see my father for the first time since the end of 2019. And that right there was like, I said, yeah, you know, maybe I missed a lot of people. Because <laughs> you know? exactly. when you go into autopilot, you have me have Zooms, and everybody talk. We did a um, cooking video with my mom. Everybody wanted to learn how to make my grandmother's biscuits. And I really think that that should be an episode for TV because that was probably one of my favorite biscuit-making episodes of all time. My family's hilarious. It took us an hour to make biscuits. It usually take me 15 minutes. (laughs) But when you're doing it with the family and with the group and all that, you know, of course, it takes longer and you just take your time and enjoy the process. Oh, and there was clowning going on and it was was a good time. That's even better. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what makes it fun, you know? That's what makes it fun. But, you know, I just realized, Kendra, that let me just remind everybody we've been chatting and just chatting away. If you friends are joining us, come on in, come chat with us today. Um, Later on, we're going to talk about renting versus buying in um, real estate, um, buying a home and which one is right for you. You know, are you renting? Are you in the buyer's market? Whichever one you're in, we just want to chat with you. Tell us your experiences. If you have questions, we're going to have a guest on to talk about a real estate professional to talk about it, as well as we have Miss Kendra Lewis here, and she knows a thing or two about that as well. So she's going to educate (laughs) us folks who don't know. She will let us know what the deal is right now in terms of um, real estate and answer some questions for us. But for all of you folks who may not know, this is the show called Let's Connect Everybody. Let's Connect. We do this every Monday. We are here from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we chat about everything that is affecting us today in the world basically. Um, But we try to bring educational and fun topics to everybody as well. And we bring on some amazing experts who are um, knowledgeable about all the topics that we go over so that they can tell you, you know, and then we add our viewpoints on top of that, because, you know, we, we have our own thoughts (laughs) on stuff, and we share them. But the experts are here to talk to you all and to let you know what the real deal is. So with that, Kendra, I realized I didn't properly introduce you. Um, So my dear Kendra Lewis, you are an amazing published author, a best-selling author. Please tell us a little bit about yourself because I'm so glad you took the time. I know you are a busy, 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 busy woman. And I'm so grateful that you took time out of your own busy schedule to hop on here with us and chat with us um, because Reese's not available. So tell us a little about you, Ms. Kendra Lewis. First of all, thank you all for having me. You, know, you Reese, that's a 
that's a level to reach. So, you know, I'm just happy that you both keep asking me back. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh my goodness. Um, so basically, like I said, during the pandemic, brought business together, wrote my first book. It's a short read, became a bestseller. It's um, Take Control of Feeling Better. It went bestseller just in ebook form. And now the paperback is available. It's on Amazon internationally. So wow. it doesn't matter where you are, you can buy my book internationally. Europe, Asia, Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, you can get it everywhere. So <laughs> I'm yeah. like happy about that. Um, really like working on some more promos for that. So that's been a good um, educational experience learning about all that because I'm a, you know, I'm in the creative space. I, I write the book, I write poetry. You know, I can put things together now really like learning about, you know, different things. And I have a course that I'm releasing in two weeks that is going to complement the book. And the um, course is going to go into how to not just get your mind right for if you need to make changes for eating, whether, you know, it's the doctor said you better or if you just decide, you know what? I think I'm going to feel better if I eat this way. But there's a mindset that has to happen. So the class goes into that. And then it goes into getting how you get everything together, get your kitchen together, get all these things together, because you can throw recipes at anybody. I can pick it. If I decide to become a raw vegan tomorrow, I can pick up all the recipes that you give me. But wow. if I can't create, I'm going to get bored. And I'm going to run right across the street. Don't give me big Oreo cake because <laughs> I'm craving that. Yes. So begin to teach people on the home front. So you don't have to go to a culinary school if that's not your goal. If that's your goal, you definitely need to go to culinary school because that is that's who I study, you know, people like that. And but I'm teaching creative and um and I have an excellent um event planner that I work with. Her name is um Karen Clark Redding. And um, she's going to help me put my class. So it's not just a class, but it's an event. So when I start promoting, you're going to want to get with this class. I'm so excited for what I have coming. Um, I am coaching as well, individual coaching. Um, and then related to what we'll be talking to tonight, another part of my company I decided to partner up with is for not just credit repair, you hear credit repair all over the place, credit repair, credit repair. You can repair your credit. That's cool. But then we take you to the next level. How do you keep it that way? Right. Hey, you've got debt. How do you budget? So I've been learning so much about that process, just like working on my own. You know, because I'm a budget. I'm like, yeah, I'm budget, budget, budget. But then there's sometimes where your eye can't see you with a professional can't. Yes. And yes. my eyes were open to like, you know, oh, wait, I need to do this with my budget. And then certain things that I thought that it might take me longer to get rid of, to see it down at a shorter time. So there's, um, when you, you know, consult, you get all that, you know, and so much more. But if anyone is interested in any of that, they can go to my website, um, cklewis.online. That's cklewis.online online and you'll see everything and of course with it being you know gift giving season 
got some beautiful baskets with my wines in them that are <laughs> oh, that's, that's another thing that you do you have a wine business and so everybody haha this is the lady to reach out to okay if you like wine she's like a wine connoisseur you even have a wine club or something right yes yes we have a wine club and my i love my wine club it comes with recipe cards pairings and just i i love the fact like i love wine period across the board i support other wines but once you really become accustomed to artisan wines and the full flavor and the full bodiness of it, and you really start expanding your palate, oh, it's an awesome thing. And me being a foodie and loving pairings, oh, oh what can you say? Uh, that's something I need to learn more about, you know, because I do follow you online as well. And I see you talk about different wines and when I, it just amazes me when I look and you're you're talking about oh this one is full bodied and it's beautiful and it's this I'm like wow it just looks so amazing I'm like I need to go out and get whatever that is that you're talking about because it looks amazing <laughs> I am so bad I really need to get my sophistication level up so I can go get these wines. <laughs> You're talking about, oh, it's so full-bodied. It is beautiful. It has beautiful golden texture and color. And I'm sitting there like, wow, I need to learn this stuff. Because <laughs> that looks great. And what's wonderful, too, is once you, once you start following your palette and you start expanding it and everything, of course, there's, you know, rules. And you have all the technicalities and everything. And I do, honestly, um, I look forward to um, doing an episode of Full on Somali Certified because they take you into, you know, the technical part of it. And it's good to have, a, you know, some of that background. But the home wine person, when you're just at home and you made that dish. So I'm that person, okay, you know, I'm teaching how to create this dish. And then, yeah, they may say online, it's supposed to have a white wood or, or a red or a blush or something like that. I'm going to tell you, what is your, what is your palate say? What is yeah. your palate say? Because there's some times where I have a really rustic meal, but my palate is saying, I want something crisp. I want something fruity. I want some, which is not, you know, usually if you have something rustic, you have like more of a, a Cabernet or, you know, even a Shiraz or a lighter Shiraz. There's so many different levels of Shiraz. Your wine is fine. <laughs> oh my goodness you have a light in your eye when you talk about these wines and when I watch your videos it's like it's amazing you can tell that you enjoy what you do and isn't that what life is all about you have to do something that you really enjoy doing so everybody if you all don't know check out Kendra Lewis and what's your IG handle Kendra because I know this is is candy and wine c-a-n-d-y-e and wine candy, candy and, and wine, wine. Mm -hmm. on yeah, facebook candy and, and wine. wine on facebook and on instagram candy and wine and mm -hmm. you get to see her mixing these things and telling you about your palate and all of this stuff <laughs> it looks so good i'm like yeah i do like mm -hmm. it when you when you do your videos and you show everybody how to mix 
different things or maybe how to recognize, like you said, you know, what type of meal that you're having and what type of wine you should really go with it. But like you said, taking into consideration their palate, you know, yes. because there are so many rules to say you must, if you're drinking, if you're eating fish, you must have this type of wine with it. You can't have anything else. You know, if you're eating red meat, you must have this type of wine. You know, mm -hmm. I know that there are, are certain rules, but like you said, you, you talk to people basically about their palate and because they, they really want to enjoy it, right? Yes. And I mean, it's good to know the rules because then you can, you know, say you experienced it and yeah. there's nothing like when you're, when you go out and everything, you want to experience that. You want to get that when you go out and, you know, the professional tells you, okay, you're having this meal. We recommend, you know, I've had so much fun with recommendation. Like even when I, um, when I go out and say we're, we're getting a cocktail or something, mm -hmm. I don't go by the menu. I ask the bartender, what's the best drink you make? Uh -uh. And then they'll ask me, you know, the same thing that you ask someone when, they, when you're cooking for them. It's like, what flavor do you like sweet or do you like not so sweet? And they take you through all these questions. And I've had experiences where the bartender's like, you know, I'm going to create a drink with you. Yay. Just like food. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. But like you said, it is good to know the rules, I guess, because, you know, if you are at a particular event and you go somewhere really nice, you don't want to, to look like you're completely uneducated <laughs> and you roll up there drinking a 40 or something and be like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. That's fun too. Nothing beats a good Colt 45 when it's time for flashback. <laughs> About and all these other people are looking at you like, <laughs> say, what do really? you know about Miss Lewis? <laughs> exactly. Okay, really. So it is good to know the rules. So you do what is um, in, in certain situations. We're not saying that you need to sell out or, or just try to please other people, but it's kind of like if you're going to a formal occasion and you have to wear a certain type of clothing because you have to dress formally, you're not going to go in there in jeans and sneakers, right? right? So that's it. You follow the rules for the occasion where you are. So it's good to learn. <laughs> be open and be open to because it's an experience as well. But like when I do wine tastings, one of the um, tags at the company that I do, um, do wine for is say, don't yuck anyone else's yum. So, because wine is a very, it's an experience, it's a, it's a palate experience. And someone may like dry, someone may like sweet. And you don't want a person that tastes like, oh, you like that? And I'm like, no, you just say, well, what is it that you like about it? It's not really my flavor, you know? So when I first started drinking wine, it was sweet all the way. It had to be sweet all the way. Now I cover the gamut because yeah. it's a different way of looking at it. So yeah. different way of dealing with it. And it's more so, I see it more so as a person who loves to create. And I see it more so as a, as in the same line as food. Then, you know, I just have to have this one thing and be stuck in that one lane. Imagine all the things you miss being stuck in one lane. And that's not just for wine, that's for life. Exactly. That's for yeah. life. That applies to everything that we do in life. You're so right. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. 
So I just wanted everybody to know all the different facets of Kendra and what Kendra does. So you guys, thanks for hanging with us. This again, this is Let's Connect. And here at Let's Connect, our motto is more compassion, more empathy, and less judgment. So on this show, we usually don't judge. We try our best. We're humans, right? So we're not perfect. But everybody makes mistakes. Every now and then we might say something that, you know, somebody or, or another, somebody's always not going to like something. But we do our best to make sure that we stay um, open on the show and we're kind. We practice kindness while we are educating and having fun, right? Um, absolutely. So again, the show is called Let's Connect and we're here every Monday, everybody. And I want to let you know that recently, and we've been um, publicizing this as well. We do have a podcast. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited about that. We do have a podcast and we are on, um, all the different platforms. Just check out our IG and you'll see it there. Okay. All right. So with that, I am going to, we have a segment of our show, which is the main topic of the day, everybody. We're going to our topic of the day, which is, if you all don't realize this, it's renting versus buying, okay, that we're chatting about today. And um, I'm going to let the experts talk about this and introduce our guests and let them give us some information. But I want you guys to send us your questions, okay? I hope that you all have some questions and you can join or join us on our live on Facebook. I know there are many people who are listening on the radio with us. And um, we know this because you all reach out to us and you tell us we are an international show. Our reach is across everywhere we've got guests from the uk from the caribbean from canada all over so feel free to send questions to us hop on our um live on facebook which we are at let's connect everybody okay so join us so now here we go it's now time for our topic of the day that's right it's our topic of the day, everybody. And with that, I know that we have a special, special guest with us right now. And it's Miss Stacy Drummond. Hello. Uh, we're going to bring, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Are you hearing me? Ah, there you are. <laughs> now I can hear you. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you? Of course, we are. We're great. We're great. We're just sitting here chatting. We're I chatting. <laughs> I came in when you guys were on a wonderful topic, the topic of wine. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't even realize you, you were listening to us with that. We were chatting about wine. And let me tell you, the expert is here. Okay, Miss Kendra Hi. Lewis. So oh, Hi. I don't know that much about it, but she, she does. Hi, Kendra. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good I am doing great. I'm doing great. We are alive and well and kicking. So that's something to be thankful for. Absolutely. 
everybody that she just said that right there we are alive we're well and kicking and we need to be thankful that every day that we have that we've got to be thankful okay i know i'm one of them (laughs) so let's just hang on to that everything else is minuscule let's just hold on to that you know, I'm so glad that you say that because it is tough, especially now. And, and I'm going to get back to our topic at hand, but, you know, I'm veering off for just a minute here. But so bear with me. <laughs> but in in this pandemic that we're in, we realize and we do this show every week and we talk about these topics. We talk about mental health. We talk about depression. We talk about we talk about everything on this show, we've had guests to come on. So we realize that in the show, in this time rather of the pandemic, there are so many different people who are grappling with so many different feelings, anxieties. And I, for one, of course, I'm human too. We go through these issues from time to time. So everybody take a minute, okay? Don't pretend that you're not feeling anything because that's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to address it. And we've had many therapists and experts who've come on this show with us yes. and talked with us about these very feelings that you're having, whether it is, like I said, anxiety, depression, etc. We've had some wonderful folks who've come on. And yes. there, if you want to know, go on out to our, our um, YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And we have all the episodes out there and all of their information is in those episodes, everybody. So you can go and click and call them up, reach out to them if you need someone to talk to. We've done some wonderful episodes because we're all going through it. And like I said, me included, there are days when I just don't want to do anything. Right, it is true. And I'm happy that you're providing this forum because it is a topic that it's kind of a taboo and it's sad in this day and age, but it's kind of a taboo, taboo and a lot of people don't want to be labeled, you know, and to when they, when someone look at you, they'll say, Oh girl, you look so normal. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Right. Whatever that means. (laughs) What does that mean? But just to look at someone like yourself who has it all together you know, on the outside, but here you are admitting that you yourself go through these feelings and you experience this this sense of limitation and fear and just everything, uncertainty, uncertainty, everything that's going on. And you're saying, look, this is a topic that we can talk about openly. Yes. Just like for you to say you're hungry, just the same way, you know, I need to talk to someone because of the feelings I'm experiencing, you know, exactly. So I, I truly appreciate it. And this and, and your show, let me say this publicly, I do tune in from time to time. It is always so informative. Sometimes it's not real life like time, but I'll go afterwards and look at it. And information for me is like priceless. You cannot have too much information. Exactly. And when you see when, when you have this form, as you see on YouTube, on Facebook, on the radio, on the internet, it's there where you can literally just tap into and be encouraged. You know, if, if you're, if you're, uh, you've had people on your show who is Christian based, they talk about that, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, it's something out there for all of us. And I just want to say on behalf of the public, we appreciate you. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, it's so great to hear that, Stacey, because sometimes 
all of us human beings, when we're doing things, sometimes we don't realize or we forget that there are and people checking it out or paying attention. So it's good to get a little reminder sometimes to say, hey, you know, you're doing a good job. Yes, you're doing yes. it, you know, because somebody appreciates it. Yes. But that's the reason we do the show. And I continue to insist that we want to keep this format because everyone needs information. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And a lot of times we don't realize, right, that we actually need to hear something or we need to hear this or we didn't know this until, so, you, hear it. until you hear it. That's when you're like, Whoa, what? I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. How come I didn't know this? You know, so that's one of the reasons why we're like, listen, we're going to touch on some of these tough topics and a lot of the topics. And like I said, we cover everybody here. Black, white, blue, purple, brown, it doesn't matter. We cover the topics here. We talk to everyone here because we believe in that and and opening it to everyone. It's an open forum discussion, but a lot of issues in the black and brown communities are very prevalent and we don't pay attention and we're so busy with our daily lives that we don't do certain things that if, 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 if somebody would just stop and listen. So we keep on drumming it. We don't care. <laughs> Every week we're like, we're going to talk to you and we're going to tell you till you listen. <laughs> right person will hear, trust me. Yeah. You don't know you need the information until you truly need the information. Exactly. Oh. You know, so we put it out there for everybody. So thank you for saying that. And thank you for reminding everybody that guess what? We are on YouTube. All of the, the all the episodes are on YouTube. Full three hours of the show are on YouTube. So if you miss an episode, don't worry, don't panic. Go on out to our YouTube page. Let's connect. And that's connect. Make sure and you please share, share. you yes. know, that's the thing that a lot of people forget that a lot, you know, e- even if you yourself, you, you feel like you can't do anything. What can I do to help? All you have to do is share it. Yes. Share and it. Two taps away, two taps and you get it to someone else and subscribe to let's listen, listen to me plug on your show about your show. I am so <laughs> loving it. I'm like, yes, girl, do so it. And subscribe. So as soon as a new episode is up, it will alert you on your phone. This <laughs> life is so busy. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. I don't remember. But then the subscription comes because I subscribe. The episode pops up on my phone and I'm like, hey, I'm here washing the dishes but I'm listening or I'm driving, I'm listening. It's, it's information is key. And I stress this because you, I don't know if you remember from my previous, um, um, the, the, um, when I, I was on the show the last time, like months, months, months ago, that I, I was a t- classroom teacher. So like information to me, I crave it and I give it. Yes. It's something that it's wealth. It is wealth. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. Yes. Yeah, so, so if, if you are driving instead of listening to these, maybe because I'm a little, I'm like, I don't understand the music nowadays, but <laughs> it's better to listen to something informative. It is better, you know, as opposed to just, and I'm not saying music isn't good because it takes you to a exactly. whole place, but there's a time and a place for everything. And it's important to be informed because you're not only impacting your life, but also that your children's lives are. You're so, so right. Important else in your life so yeah you're so right and why not take the information especially like you said if it's free it's free 
And yeah. we listened, you guys, we listened because we had some folks before also who said, yeah, we know that you guys have the episodes on YouTube, but a lot of times we're at work. We can't be watching a YouTube video while we're working and stuff like that. However, you know, maybe you guys want to look into doing a podcast. So we were like, ah, ding, 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 ding. We're going to do that. So we made sure that we looked into that and we now have it on podcast. So okay. for people, like you said, who are driving, you may not be able to watch the videos on YouTube, but if you're driving in the car and you just want to listen to it on the podcast, or if you're at work and you don't want your boss to see you watching the videos, just pop it in your ear, your little headphone and put the hair over it. And put your hair is that's right. Over the little ear pod. And you just and listen. You're just there working. <laughs> But you're listening. That's right. So yeah. we now have it on podcast as well. And we have the links all over our IG page on our YouTube page. The links are there. We put it yeah. everywhere. So you guys, because we're on Anchor, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on, you know, several different podcast mediums. So I love you all it. can go check it out. Thank you. I love it. Access and as well, <laughs> say that again. Congratulations. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. I love it. We, we, we do this for all of our listeners and our amazing guests like you guys, because also, you know, when we do this, we want to give you a platform as well to, you know, talk about what you do and to reach the people with what you're doing, because we value you. That's why we ask you to come on the show with us. All right. Um, Stacy, I was telling um, our folks before that, um, Reese is not with us today. So Miss Kendra Lewis sat in with us as our special guest co-host today. She was kind enough to come and put up with my foolishness <laughs> today. So I thank her. Kendra, jump in and chat. And I want this to be somewhat informal, informal, like how we always do. And we have fun with it. So there is no specific, you know, strict. It's not like we're doing interviews and stuff here. We're just talking because I want people to have information. So we're going to chat about um, the real estate market. And Stacey, you're the expert here. So right now, I do know that um, one, one of my first questions I want to ask is, we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I would like to know, simply because we're in a pandemic, what is the real estate market like today? Are people actually buying homes? Are, are people even moving? Like, is there anything happening? Yes, a lot is happening. <laughs> um, the real estate market is booming. And I would say... What do I mean when I say booming? It is active, it is going on. And you asked me, there are several different questions within that question. Yes, so I, I know. <laughs> yes, they have different, several different questions. So um, currently we're in what we would call a seller's market. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that if we would like, I don't know if Kendra is Jamaican, but as we say in Jamaica, the, the sellers literally have the handle and the yes. of the blade so they are because we it's if we should think about the rule of supply and demand right in principles of business supply mm -hmm. and demand 
there are not enough properties on the market, but there are a lot of buyers. Oh, so okay. think about yourself going in. Okay, think about when we're we, they, they announce. Okay, there's going to be a hurricane, and the first things Floridians do is like we rush to the stores to buy water and supplies. At that point, one thing we notice is that the cost of the water increases because everybody wants water, right? And they, because so many people are looking to buy water there's less water for everyone. Yeah. That's the situation currently. So sellers, because there are, there are a lot of buyers and I'll explain why we have so many buyers, but there are a lot of buyers, not enough people selling homes. We are worldwide, um, within the nation, mm -hmm. we have millions of, how would I say it? Like, millions of buyers without options when they, when they compare it apples to apples like so many buyers and not enough sellers ah. so what that does is that sellers are now increasing the price so the cost for homes is higher because mm -hmm. there's so there are so many people looking to buy and then there are so many people making offers on one property so the seller can now pick, choose, and refuse. And that's the situation that we're facing. So as realtors, the task, is, our task now is to write offers that are strong, not only financially, but in other areas. And I'll, and I'll discuss that a little further as well. So to answer your question, the market is volatile, mm -hmm. <laughs> to put mm -hmm. it lightly. Yeah. And it's, it's very, um, we use this term a lot within our industry, it's a hot market. And in, in, in an environment where if we had enough properties, it would have been very profitable for realtors. But the challenge now lies in finding homes for these buyers. Mm. Okay. So that's what's going on. But um, basically if, um, so if, I, I mentioned before too, and, and another question just to lead you into, just to follow up on that. A lot of people, they'll call me Stacy. What's going to happen? Do you think this is going to change? Do you think the prices for these homes, it will go down? That was going to be my question. Yeah. You see, I looked at your forehead. And I, I, know, I was like, wait a minute. So many questions running through. I'm like, which one do I ask? Oh, your face like this. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, here's the thing. You know, in the process of buying, one of the steps that we take, or one of the, the steps that take place is the appraisal. What, what that is, if you have ever bought a home before, is where the bank sends an expert out to take a look at the property and determine the, the value, the, true, the value of the, pro, um, the property. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing is... And you asked the question as well. You said, are there a lot of people moving, are moving, you know? We're yeah. seeing that a lot. Yeah. And that actually puts the buyers here in Florida at a disadvantage. Really? Yes. Okay. Because most of the people who are moving, or majority of the, the, the people who are migrating to Florida are those people who live in New York yeah. and California. What do we know about the, those states? 
yes, the cost of living is higher. However, they make more money. Yes, yes. And they compare when we compare our money to their money. Yeah, Florida, right? Oh, Florida. See what you're in saying. In terms of the comparison, so when these individuals are moving from out of state, in from from states such as Florida and um, California, they're able to make a more sizable offer. Ah, and they're okay. able to put their money where their mouth is. They can say, okay, so if the property doesn't appraise, I can pay 40,000 out of pocket because the bank only pays for what the properties were valued. Like when the appraiser values that property, that's what the bank will pay. However, these buyers have the resource money yeah. to pay above appraised value. A typical buyer in Florida will say, I, they will make a higher offer than what the buyer, the seller is asking, yeah. but there's a contingency that we will write in there to say that the buyer will not pay above the appraised value. Okay. Okay. But the, 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 those buyers now with the bigger chunk, they're able to say, look, if the property doesn't appraise, I can pay the difference. I've had buyers like that. This is this, write it in. I'll pay 40,000, 50,000 outside of the appraised value. That is very attractive to a buyer, to a seller. So are you saying that if the house is appraised, let's say the house is appraised at $100,000, right? Mm -hmm. And then a buyer with the resources come in and say, hmm, I can pay 40,000 on top of that. So now this seller will make, instead of $100,000 for the house, they'll make $140,000 on the house? Yes, perfectly legal, as long as they, that's their in agreement to that. And when, when the seller looks at that offer, and then you, now you're making an offer at 110,000, or maybe you say I'm offering 140. But then you put a contingency in there, like a clause to say, hey, if this property doesn't appraise, or I'm, no, I will pay what, I'll pay the appraised value. So mm -hmm. if the bank comes back and say the property is worth 140, you get 140. Mm -hmm. But if it appraises lower, mm -hmm. that's all you're getting because my source of funding comes from the bank. Right. You don't have the money, the extra money. And I mean, I will never encourage a buyer to, 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 to put, I will never encourage a buyer to, 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 to say, okay, I am going to put this extra $20,000. That's all I have left, but I'm going to put this on because everyone's situation is different. I've had buyers in Florida were able to put down 30,000 outside, 40,000 outside of the appraised value. And they're comfortable with that. Well, one of the things that I always stress to my buyers, make sure that whatever offer you're making is one that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. it's better I will take you out to look at properties over and over until you find the property that works best for you as opposed to putting you into a situation that you'll regret right Definitely. that's most important to me and and there are so many different factors that that go into that the, the home buying process you know right. so that's basically how it is currently okay all right Kendra, do you have any questions on that? Oh, wow. This, this is just a whole flood of things. And, and especially I can relate to the part because I came down here from New York. And um, when the attraction for coming down here was more bang for your buck. So it was like, 
you know, as opposed to the rooming that you would get and the sizeability we get in, you know, up, you know, up north, you came down here. But what I've noticed in the past five years is rental has gone up almost astronomically down yeah. here. And it's like, you know, you're almost, there's some places like, you know, we're in a two right now. And of course with business and expanding the thing, I said, you know, maybe we need three for workspace and things like that. For a three bedroom, it doubled the rent price for me to stay in a certain area. Yes, ma'am. So then like, even like renewing and things like that. There's different, you know, then you can go into talking about places that are like, you know, um, either subsidized and things that where the rent is a, a little bit lower and they're not able to raise it as much. Whereas, you know, um, in other places, it seems like they can, you know, raise it as they see fit. And I sometimes, I don't know how you, how you feel about this, but when it comes to renting, because we're doing, you know, buying versus renting and there are some advantages to renting yes. um for example if a tile comes up off my floor i'm calling management i pay too much come fix this you know <laughs> i'm not dealing with it yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know i'll have my son watch pbs or something to figure it out but when it comes to the home and having been a homeowner you know up north also anything broke i had to deal with it property taxes fluctuated, but they didn't fluctuate as much up there as they seem to down here with the water and the sewer and things like that. So as you're watching all of this stuff and you're putting together your game plan, you know, like what, when you're consulting your clients, because I heard that honesty and you're like, I would never encourage anybody to do more than what they can, you know, and there are some relatives out there because unfortunately I have, um, one of my friends were trying to help them out. They were came from overseas and had to go into an apartment site unseen and what they were promised they weren't. And, you know, trying to see what the law can do on their side down here in Miami. But it's like when you are speaking to your client and you're, they're weighing, do I buy or do I rent? What are some, like, as a, the real estate agent, what are some red flags for you? Like, you know what, my conscience, I might need to tell this person either rent or, you know what, maybe if you do this a little bit, you know, for and wait a couple of months, you can buy. Like, what are those things that, that will help us to figure out what we need to have in place? Okay. okay. So. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. I was listening to you and just compartmentalizing everything. Like put this here, put this, like deal with this first. My, my, my experience in education allows me to like take the simple first, break that down and then go to the complex. <laughs> so um, you seem, you seem very knowledgeable, you know, and one of the things that I always um, emphasize to my, my, whether renter, buyer, seller, or landlord, because I work both ends. I lead my business with integrity. That is the biggest part of me. And maybe for, 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 for business, it's probably I would make more money if I was more of a shark, you know, see the money and not the person. Yeah. But the, like at core, at the core, I am, I am that, I, I'm just... I have to put myself in the other person's shoe always. 
And what I always say to my buyers in my, con my first consultation is I try to understand, I get to know them. Do you have children? You know, do you work? Where do you work? Um, what is most important to you? Are like, I have a buyer now I'm working with and the most important to her is our kitchen. She loves to cook. I said, I wish I was there with you. I love, I, I cook, but I don't love to cook, but. <laughs> I have to do it, but that's something. So whenever I look at a home, that's the first thing I look at. When I'm talking to a buyer, as I said, I have to understand what it is that you want. This is a sizable purchase. Maybe this is the biggest purchase that you'll ever make in your entire life. And if you are going to, I don't care if you're spending 50000 on a one-bedroom condo or if you're purchasing a mansion of your dreams in the millions, from my lips to God ears, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, is, it is your purchase, it is your home, and I take that very seriously. So in this market, as you rightfully said, the rent... I, but people call me all the time. I can hear the tears in their voice, in their voices. This girl called me and she said they took her rent from 1700. They raised it to 2,200. Mm -hmm. I'm a realtor. And I was like, my God, is that even legal? Yes, wow. they can do that. They can. And that's what they're doing now because they, and, and they're, they said the market is changing, which is true. The market is changing. And in all honesty, currently, if you are qualified, if your credit score meets the requirement, your debt to income meets the requirement, you have your down payment and your closing costs and all those other factors, it is always a better um, idea to purchase as opposed to renting. I'm going to look at the pros and cons because you made a very valid point. Is it Kendra? Kendra, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, yes, I'm bad with names, but I'll, if I see you um, in public, I'll look at you and say, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that too. Yes, but I, I forget a face, I, but I forget you the all name. the same. Hey, yes, <laughs> yes, but but um, and 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 that's that's something that you have to consider as well. And I'm going to give you an example on that because uh, I love when people make an informed decision. Don't just, I, I mean, I will give you all the information because I want such a big purchase has to be an informed purchase, right? There are so many factors that, that um, go into it. Location, how important is that to you? Mm -hmm. um, size of the property backyard is that something that's important to you you have some people who don't want a backyard because they don't want to care for anything they want to go in a hoa where the hoa takes care of the outside mm -hmm. and then there are people who want that backyard because like some of my jamaican counterparts they want to plant their banana mm -hmm. they want to plant their mango tree and i'm all for that because when mango season comes around i can always swing by and pick up some mangoes <laughs> and coconut yes <laughs> yes now you're touching, yes, coconut. <laughs> so that's exactly um, how I approach my, my customers, whether it's a buyer, a seller, a renter, 
or a landlord. I have to understand what it is that you want. You know, what's important to you. Right. So if we were to talk about renting, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the pros and the cons and, you know, how do you determine what's best for you and how do I advise my clients? The first thing, and, and that's a big factor, how much responsibility do you need? Right? Think about when you go to purchase a car as opposed to leasing a car. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same, same principle. So, and, and you say like, if, if, you're, if you have a loose tile, you call your landlord or you call the office and you say, hey, I have a loose tile. I need someone out here to fix it. They have to send someone to fix it. But if that's your property, you will have to fix that. You know, mm-hmm. so most um, recently I was working with someone and she, she is what, if, if there's such a thing, the perfect buyer, everything is good. Savings, great. Credit score, perfect. To the point where when I made the offer for the rental, the other agent said, why are you sending this person over to rent? Why don't you put them in a house? You know, why don't you let them, because everything is, she has the income, she has everything, but she said she does not want that responsibility. Yeah. Now, it is not my, it, 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 I could not force her. And when she expressed to me that she's not ready to buy, I just, I, I found out why, why, and, and I understood her, the reason. And I said to her, well, whenever you're ready, I'm ready, you know? Right. And I found her a place that fits the description and the, the cost that she's paying for rent is astronomical. It's really high. <laughs> it, 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 it would make your head spin, but that's what she wanted. Gotcha. So at the end of the day, it is what you want because I am in the service business and I have to give you what you want. If you Absolutely. go and you get um, to a spa day for them to give you a massage and you walk out still having stiffness and all of that, you're, you're not going back. So you know what, Stacey, um, I want to jump in a little bit, right? And to piggyback off of what you're saying, what you're speaking of right now. So I want to talk a little bit more because there might be someone in our audience right now who is debating, hmm, should I rent? Should I buy? Should I rent? Should I buy? So to help them, in essentially, I want them to reach out to you, especially if they're in your area, which you're in the Florida region. Um, I don't South Florida, right? right? So you're in South Florida right now. Are you licensed to do anything elsewhere? Just Florida, right? South Florida. But what I have been doing is curating a network of realtors in other states. Very good. So the reason for that is because I have a lot of people who've reached out to me in the past and my answer to them was always, oh, unfortunately, my license doesn't allow me to practice outside of the state of Florida. And I'm sorry, you know, and they're always disappointed. <laughs> and I think within myself, you know what, if I were to just build relationships with other realtors in other states that I can trust, and I know will do that type, the same type of work that I would do in the state of Florida, why not? So I, I've, 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 I've built relationships with other people that I that I've worked with. And the beauty about it is that when we do that, we also get commission, we get paid. So you would be helping me as well, because if I refer someone to an agency in the state of California, um, they will pay me like a 
percentage of that commission. So that would help me as well. And I do the same. I refer them someone and then, or if they refer someone to me, I find them a property and I pay them a portion of the commission. Good. It's so one everybody each other. Absolutely. So I didn't know that. So that's good that you explained that for anybody out there who's listening. If you're liking what Stacy is talking about right now, you can reach out to her. So yes. she's not limited to only um, the South Florida region. She has a network and she will find a way to help you. Okay. Perfect. So you might want to reach out to her just the same. All right. Or maybe you just have questions. Okay. Yes. And she will help you get to a place, tell you things that you need to consider. Right. Uh, if you weren't considering that before, before you even jump in. Right. Um, so with that, I want to do, uh, for those people who might be contemplating it, Stacey, mm -hmm. so I'm going to throw out a couple of things, right? Rent versus buying some pros and cons, right? So okay. some for, and then you can explain what that means to somebody who is being that you are the expert in this area. So one, um, Kendra mentioned this already. You're not responsible for home repair bills, right? If you're right. renting. So let's talk about and renting. That, and that depends on the, the, um, the lease that you have, the, the contract that you sign. Because the, the landlord, it is within their rights to write certain things in. Sometimes they'll say, okay, if the, if the, if the repair is less than $500, you take care of that. If it's... Mm. If it's more than 500, then I take care of it. Or if this happens within this period of time, then I take for it and, and so on and so forth. And two, you have to think about, so of course with renting, there is always the, the bulk of the repairs rest on the shoulders of the landlord, mm -hmm. which is a pro. You don't have to think about those repairs. You don't have to think about paying taxes. You don't have to, if the property is, is has a HOA, you don't have to think about paying the HOA. Okay, very good. Right, and sometimes um, you don't pay for maintaining the, the lawn or the outside. Sometimes um, trash is the responsibility of the landlord, but it all depends. Again, everything in real estate is negotiable. And there's, if, and if it's whatever you sign to, right? So that will determine what your lease looks like. There, of course, there are laws, there are guidelines. And in, with some properties, like if it's a single family home, more than likely you're responsible for your electric, electricity in addition to your water. Uh, okay, right. got you. So for those of you, hopefully you guys, like I always say every week, get a notebook, get a pen, write down some of these things that Stacy is telling us right now, because it's important if you want to go back to it. Of course, you can always go to the video on YouTube to go check it out again. But if you want to take some notes right now and you like what she's saying, just jot it down. So on the flip side of that, we were talking about renting, right? And not having to pay repair bills and blah, blah, blah. But if you're buying, right? So perhaps you have a, a low mortgage rate, but you're still paying something, right? Right. So um, before I jump into the buying portion, I'll just like, just, I wanted to mention just a couple more pros of renting, right? Okay. So mention that the landlord pays for maintenance and it, there's no, you know, like if you think about the, the, the freedom to move around, 
So if you if you're renting after when your lease expires, you can say, you know what, I don't like living here. I want to move to another location, right. or you know, you have that flexibility. Yeah, and it's it allow it gives you. Well, it doesn't require like a closing cost, which can be a little more. Mm-hmm. But I will say for the um, I will I want to point out that the currently when what they're asking for is first, last, and security. When you add that up, that seems in itself like <laughs> a closing cost. Right. You know. So if yeah. you're renting a property for like two thousand five hundred, multiply that by three. That's what they're asking for. Right. And you have to pay that prior to moving in. So um, if I'll talk about the, the cons for, um, for renting. So you, the, one of the biggest things that I will always point out to someone who comes to me and after doing like a consultation, it, um, I realized that they would be a great candidate. So before, for- you know what? Keep that in mind. Don't lose your thought right there, please. Right? Before you go into the cons, I want to just finish talking about the pros. Yeah. So the whoever's writing it down, write down all your pros first. What are all your pros? And then you write down all of your cons, right? Meaning what's maybe not the best, uh, most ideal thing. That's what the cons are. So okay. pros is what's good about it. We mentioned the repair it. bills. Uh, you're not responsible for repair bills. Here's another one I mentioned, taxes. right? And you can just pay the taxes or... Okay. Um, other fees yes directly linked to the property okay so that's the landlord's um, responsibility and also the closing costs like moving costs may be a little less than um what it would be to purchase it would be less i should say than if you were purchasing right and along with that fee it wouldn't have to pay a realtor's fee no you don't pay a realtor's fee oh, <laughs> That is something that's You know what? Let me tell you this. No. And this I need to explain. Like every single time I do a consultation, I always stress this because a lot of people, and in some states, buyers do pay realtors. But in the state Mm -hmm. of Florida, it's customary. The seller pays. The seller signs a contract with the agent who is listing their property. And that agent pays the not the agent, the broker, the selling mm-hmm. broker. Mm-hmm. So the broker pays the buyer's broker from that fee or that commission that they receive. They, they split it with the other broker. Oh, so the okay. buyer or the renter, they don't pay the realtor. Oh, that okay. Me? That is so cool. I'll tell you free. right now. <laughs> We're also looking at uh, uh, renting a different property for business, but it's like here, I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. Oh, the, you, the renter, it has to pay the realtor on top yes. of paying the month security and rent and blah, 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 blah. Yes. It's like, it's astronomical. It is. Well, I it didn't is. realize that that was, there was a difference with it there. So thanks. It for is in that. Florida. Yes, it is. And um, it is good. Why? Because in in that whole transaction process, the buyer carries or the renter carries the weight of like the burden of, of producing all this money, mm-hmm. you know, so um, the person we're selling or the landlord literally pays the realtors, mm-hmm. That's it, mm-hmm. okay. which is perfect for the buyer. I like that. 
I, I think I need to move to Florida. That's how they got us. That's how they got us. <laughs> <laughs> you moved there for that reason, no? Huh? I tell thought about it was the alligator. <laughs> yes, the sunshine and no and the beaches. <laughs> you know, but I once you get down here, you don't even the first when I used to go boxing on the beach and everything. Now I'm I'm like oh, there the beach is like over there, and and I finally drove past there the other day. I took a moment. Um, and I say, you know, I haven't seen the beach in a minute because it's been coming up to the doorstep with all the rains and the yeah, wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to go to the beach. The beach comes to you. <laughs> That's how thoughtful we are in Florida. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's my beach. I love it. <laughs> You're welcome. Ah. <laughs> Another one, Stacy. Another one, right? Um, I think I think you touched on all of them already. Um, uh, you don't have to worry about the home if you're renting. Don't have to worry about the home losing its value. I think that's self-explanatory, right? Right. Mm -mm. That's not your business, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any other pros um, that from renters and stuff that you might want to mention that some people might consider as a pro? Well, we talk about um, no repair bills. Yes. You know, the home doesn't lose its value. You don't have to pay commissions and fees if you're renting, usually. Well, um, just to clarify that last one, whether you're buying or sell or, or renting, you don't pay realtors. So it doesn't matter if you're buying or you're renting. That's that is not your um your responsibility. That responsibility lies on the um the seller or the landlord. Okay. Right. right. So um what what I will say is that there's no that, you know when you're a homeowner, your monthly expenses may fluctuate mm -hmm. in terms of you know what you need to do to, to maintain that property within that some every something comes up, you take care of it, right? Um, that's one of the pros that we would, that I would consider, or I would, would, would mention to someone who's looking to buy. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to be prepared. Are you just as you would, as I use that analogy with a car, are you going to buy a car? You're going to lease a car. When you need your oil change, when you lease a car, who do you take it to? Is that mm -hmm. your responsibility? No. If you purchase the car, you need an oil change, you need tires change, you need whatever it is, that's your responsibility. Right. But then it gives you some amount of freedom, right? So if we were to just move into like the freedom portion of it, um, as it relates to the pros, you know, for purchasing and one of the biggest and the flashing in your face <laughs> pro about owning a home is you're able to build equity. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's and move over to buying a home now, everybody. Buying a home and, and the pros of purchasing time. a home. Yes. yes. So this is something that I've always pointed out to my buyer or someone who is renting, you know, if they're able to, if they can afford to buy, I always say to them, because when I prepare the contract to lease, it literally calculates the money you pay per, for the entire year, mm -hmm. 12 mm -hmm. months. So wow. calculate how much you're paying for rent now by 12. It's mm -hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. Where does that money go? Will you ever benefit from that money? No. 
But if you own your home and you're paying your monthly mortgage, there's you when you when you um, you know real estate um, appreciates, so you can lose because every year it it it, it the value increases. Right. And you can, and there's so much you can do. You can take equity from that property, purchase another property, use that as an income-based property. There's so much you can do. And that is something that I've always emphasized to my renters who I believe would be able to buy. It's just think about it. If you have children, this is a legacy that you can leave for your children. Right. You know, to, to and I'm a firm believer in leaving my kids with a start. Yeah. I don't want them to just start life the way I started life, having to, 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 to just to start from the bottom to try to, I want them to have like something to work from so that if you're thinking along those lines, buying is always a great option for you. So with home buying purchase, like if you're like me, I love to change up colors in the house um, change the counter. I, there's a way I want, most of us want our property to look a certain way with a rental. You don't have that flexibility unless you want to paint it and then have to paint it when you're leaving. And I'm sure nobody wants to take off their counter and put on some, some quartz countertops. And when you're leaving, you take it off. So it gives you that flexibility of, um, changing your home to customizing it to what you want. Again, as I said before, the home value increases over time. So that's an asset that you have. And you have a sense of um, ownership. So with all of that, you have to weigh the pros and the cons to see, well, when we get all the, the cons, then we can weigh them to see where you would fall or what works best for you. Right. Oh, okay. So in essence, it's really kind of like uh, an investment it is. You know, it's an investment for you as well as for perhaps for your children, however you choose to look at it. So I read something um, earlier today that says it's hedging against inflation. And I think that's what you just mentioned, that the value increases over time. You know, so you're hedging against that inflation when everything else is rising. Of course, your house prices and value is rising as well. Yes, ma'am. And just to give you an example, um, a colleague of mine, we actively worked on that um, property that with that buyer. She purchased back in 2019 and she purchased a home for 250,000 square, 250,000. She sold it, I would say three months ago, and she sold it for $385,000. Mm. Wow, look at that. Now talk about an investment. So 250, she, how much did she make on that property? And I'm so bad with math, but I know it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna do the calculation right now, but, that, but that's a yeah. lot. It is, and here's the thing, like I would not use that, and, and, and just a disclaimer, I'm not saying that this is the situation with every property, but again, in any single business transaction, anything you're doing, there are so many different factors that go into that. The area plays a role. Where did she purchase the property? Right. And also, the fact that she did some minor cosmetic changes because when I saw it before and then I saw it afterwards, 
she basically did some minor cosmetic in like repainting and she redid the floors. Like she put those, they had tile and she put those vinyl, I think it is. You know, mm -hmm. that it looks like what is, and those are not even costly. So it was some minor changes that she did. But again, we are, the market is, it's like, everything is increasing. As she said, um, as um, Carol said, you know, like everything is going up. So is your property. Yeah. The value. So now she was able to purchase a bigger home with more space for a growing family. So it's always an investment to purchase. If you're able to purchase, I would always advise you to do that. If that's something that you would want. So now that you said that, what if someone comes to you looking for advice and a consultation, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, Stacy, I don't know if I should rent or buy. What's, what is one person, an example of someone that you would say, oh, you know what? You definitely need to be renting, honey. You should not be buying. Well, I, what I always say to my buyers or, well, a client. Or maybe if they should not be buying, but they only qualify to rent versus buy. So they're qualified to, they can only rent. But yeah, they and not buy. Like ideally you want to ideally you want to advise them to buy because we talked we just talked about the pros of buying a home right right right, right. where it's an investment oh, and that. yeah you know it's an investment and all of the pros for buying a home but we know and we have listeners here that there are people who probably want they to. may yeah they may not be able to buy but what are some of the reasons that they wouldn't be able to buy but you'd have to advise them to rent instead of buying or to say, okay, maybe now you rent until you buy or whatever. What are some of those? If you could tell us, I'm sorry, Kendra, did you have something to say to that, to my question? After this, after this. So oh, okay. Make sure you jack it down, Kendra. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So um, I've had some of those um, situations and a renter, it's so funny, but to rent here in Florida, the, in, the um, credit score is requirement is higher than to buy. Okay, really? The, yes, because what I do um, for us, we rent, we, we, we have access to um, properties that are owned by individuals. Most of these properties are, are within, um, uh, communities that have HOA. The HOA dictates your how, who is qualified and who is not. Mm -hmm. In most cases, your credit score has to be a good 650 and up in order to rent. I've had properties where they ask for 700 and if it's not 700, you can't rent wow. within that property, right? Within that community. Again, if it's like a single family home, the landlord determines what the credit score will be. And sometimes these HOAs too have income requirements. You have to make 40,000 or more per year in order to live within this community. So anyway, I'm sorry, the landlord determines what this credit, the credit court, I can't even talk. The credit score. <laughs> I'm so excited about that point you just made. The landlord determines that? If it, so they can change it as they feel like if I walk through the door right. and they look at me and say, I don't like the way you look, they can. No, no, that's, that's different. That's discrimination. They can't do that. 
Oh, okay. They Let's make that clear. No, no, not at all. They can't discriminate because of your your race or your sexual or it's anything like that. Or but they true or your age, none of that stuff, they can't do that. But they can say, hey, Stacy, I would like you to list my home, my 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 property. And I want people who have a credit score of 580 and above. Why? Because that will, for them, that's perfectly legal because they're saying they want to rent this. They want renters who, because you know, your credit score shows that you are great at paying your bills on time. You have to do a background check. I have to, we have to, I have to see that you haven't had an eviction, um, see the number of late um, payments and all of that stuff. So it is within the landlord's right to make that determination. They can always, they can also say, hey, I'm renting my, my one bedroom for 1400 for a thousand dollars per month but anybody who's renting this property has to make three times that um three times that amount okay. so whoever is coming has to be making three thousand dollars and that's that's perfectly normal and legal because they want to know that when you pay my rent of a thousand dollars you can make your car payment you can take care of the electricity you can take care of the water and all of that stuff and i'll get my money every month Okay. So that's the, the principle behind that. But, the, but that the, is determined upfront prior to when they, yes. they okay, I so it's not when I walk through the door and they see me and they say, oh, that credit score needs to be 600. No, okay. not at all. Not at all. These are the questions that I ask when someone said to me, Stacy, I want you to list my property. When we're signing that, agree that agreement, I want to know what it is that you're expecting. Right. And then when I post this property in our system on the MLS, it will reflect all of this. So another realtor before, say Kendra is looking for a property and her realtor will go online, find the listing that I have and will look at it and say, okay, Kendra's credit score is a, is a beautiful 700. So she can definitely rent this property. However, Carol, if you have a 580 credit score, I am, and I'm looking for a property for you and it says 700, we're not going, I won't even send you that property because I already know that you won't qualify. I would never put anyone through that stress. Right. Not at all. Yeah. So, yeah. so they, then again, you won't deal with the landlord until you sign that contract. You're dealing realtor to realtor. Listing, the person who's list, who listed the property communicated to that landlord. And the, 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 the realtor who is working with you as the renter, I, um, the tenant <clears throat> deals with them. And that's how we communicate. No one can, and, and that's something that there, is, there are um, laws in place to, to prevent that. Right. So, you know, I'm going to take a, a beat for a minute and ask some of our um, questions that we're getting from our audience here. Hey, Shu. Hey, May. Hello. Thanks for joining us. So Shu is amazing. We love her on the show as well. She joins us. She's another one of our guests that we have. We love having her. Um, so Shu says, why can't you get home loans or equity loans from mobile homes? Uh, that's, that's kind of a mortgage question, but I will give you the, in oh, thanks for, thank you so much for your question, my dear. Um, so basically it's because of the liability. Okay. The liability of um, those type of homes, a mobile home. So I think, well, 
as I said, that's kind of like a mortgage side of the spectrum. But I do believe because I had a client before who wanted to look into mobile homes and she was getting a loan from a prominent bank and they pointedly say that that would not be an option. And I think because of the the, 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 the liability one, and it doesn't increase in equity as say another, like a um, traditional structure. Right. So that's kind of what I know with that, with that regard. Maybe there's more to it, but that's not something that I deal with on a day to day. They make the, the mortgage, um, like the lender, they made that decision, you know? So, okay. Chu, I hope that that answers your Thanks. question <laughs> a little bit. Um, that be conclusive. I'm sorry, Chu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, May also has a question. And May says, hang on, let me get May's question. She says, which is better, a large down payment or buying down the interest rate? Is it May? Hi, May. Thank you for your question. All right. So which is better, um, a large down payment or buying down your interest rate? Yeah. So my answer for that would be whatever works best for you, right? Because let's look at it. If you were to put a substantial... Um, amount down, right? That would, it depends on how much you're putting down because remember the loan is, is typically for a 30 year um, term. You're paying your loan over 30 years. If you were to put down an additional $20,000, divide that $20,000 over 30 years, maybe the difference in your monthly payment will be a little like 40 something dollars per month. It won't be that substantial or maybe say $70. And I've seen that a lot. Buying down your interest rate would probably work better for you because then your monthly would be lower, right? So again, it depends on what, what works best for you. I would always advise a buyer though to, if they're able to, to pay down at least 20%. Pay 20%, put 20% down payment. Why? Because that eliminates... If you're if you're going, <clears throat> it eliminates the um the insurance that's on the loan that that loan attracts. So if you're able to do that, then that additional um, monthly cost that you would have, if you put down less than twenty percent, you won't have that. That's interesting, right? So, and these are questions, me and for all the other listeners. What I do when I am working with a buyer, I always refer them to talk to their lender. Why? Because, and I always say this, they have systems where they can say, okay, May is buying, purchasing a home. She's purchasing a home for 300,000. If she puts this down and they put in the interest rate and they put, there are so many moving parts with purchasing a home that like, it is very important for you to speak to the expert in that field. I, and that's something we learn, like never try to advise outside of your, um, 
outside of your area of specialty. So you have to, they, they have the system where they plug everything in and they can tell you if you put, if you put 5% down, this is what your monthly will look like. And if you put 20% down, this is what your monthly will look like. And then you can make that decision. I've had buyers who want to put down 100,000. You know, they want to make that down payment. But again, there's, it, there's so many factors to consider. When you put that 100,000 down, how does your bank account look? What if you were to lose your job? Are right. you, you know, and, and these are things that you have to consider. So it's literally on a case by case basis, what your financial health looks like and what you can afford, what works best for you. It's, right. Purchasing a home is not a one size, one shoe, what, one size fits all? One size fits all. It's not at all. Okay, excellent. Um, so I wanted to just um, go back to uh, when, when Shu asked her question about the mobile home, she was saying that it's really sad and it's true. It's really sad that that should be the case um, because what she was saying, I'm trying to find her comment. She says it makes sense, your response about the mobile home but it's sad for those who are buying the mobile home and they want to improve, but they can't get that assistance. You know, they just can't, even though they want to improve, but they just can't get the assistance. And it's true. Mobile homes tend to be a little um, more affordable than other, um, than traditional homes. So one, if, if, if like her credit and stuff, like if it's, if, if it's great, you know, she could take, get a private loan and purchase and purchase the, um, like a mobile home. It depends on, on what she's looking, even though some of them can be expensive too. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen mobile home communities that, you know, it's like the, the whole setup, they have HOA fees, they have everything. It's like a whole community. So it depends. I mean, and I'm sure there are options. And tell, is it is it May? May is the one who asked the question. For the mobile home that was shoe. Shoe. So shoe. I'm going to get a, like I'm going to get a specific response because I have lenders that I work with. I have preferred lenders. I'm going to speak to some different people, and I'll reach out reach out to um Carol to give you like a concise answer on that because I'm sure there are options. Maybe the person that you spoke to that they don't particularly do it, but there are so many different programs. I'm sure there are options. So I can't give you a different, a definite answer, but what I will do is I'm going to get that information and get it to you. Okay. Excellent. Um, so I Can't do I want... <laughs> Huh? We forgot about Kentra? <laughs> no, no. She had a question. <laughs> I didn't forget that. Mine is a bit, a bit of a, it, it, um, it had an original question on it, um, but it kind of evolved as you were talking about the benefits of homeownership. And so we may have to hold this one for the next one. I'll let Carol decide because this may take you somewhere. So I saw um, a very interesting story on NBC News. And it was called Investment Companies Pricing Out Home Buyers. 
And if you know, in the Atlanta area, that's a hot area, especially for people of color. And so the lead person that they were speaking about, this woman was veteran, like you said, it's probably close to perfect as you know, as you could have for buying a home. She was trying to move closer to her mother. And 30 times, 30 times priced out of a home to the point where she was forced out of the area that she was going to go into because investments with companies are coming in with stock, you know, stockholders and investment backing and buying up these homes sight unseen in cash and then turning around to rent them and get the renter fees from it. So, um, and then I was having a conversation, I think it's happening in Virginia too. And, you know, I, I know like there's certain areas in South Florida where they're looking to get the property to develop it. Also, like they're trying to pull more from the beach because the beach is a little bit saturated, but they want to get close to it. So it's making that secondary beach property, like where you come across, you know, US one or something like that, a little bit more valuable and everything. So is that something that you're seeing happen in Florida? And when you see trends like that, what does that do to the American dream for someone who is being priced out of even being able to get into a subdivision simply because here comes another big corporation who can, who is even allowed to buy it all up. Now I can understand a little bit, you know, come in, take half, take a quarter, get all of it, get all of it, you know, so. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It is, um, it is challenging buyers. It is, it is one of those, <laughs> it is one of those disheartening situations because you have a lot of buyers who literally simply want to purchase a home for their family. That's it. You know, and because as you said, they don't have the, the resources Yeah. and they don't have the, 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 the muscle, like, as you mentioned, these investors and cash is king, you know? Cash is king. So if, if someone is able to make this offer and, and typically a cash offer closes within two weeks or less. And, and a typical uh, pr pr um, process to purchase a home takes with between 30 to 45 days, sometimes even longer, depending on that situation. And if a, a sellers, most, most times are, they, will be, they will lean towards the cash unless it's a strong buyer. I've, I've had cases where, where sellers opt for um, the person that was getting financing because it was a better offer. Because sometimes they, these cash buyers, they don't, they, they, they um, what we call, they lowball the offer. You list your property for 100, they make an offer of 65 or 75. It all, it speaks to how motivated the seller is do I really want to sell this property right away I have to sell it someone's it's within two weeks or the, sometimes sellers are moving they're moving to another location to because of work whatever it may be but to the second to, to address or to speak on the second part of your question is this fair no <laughs> I don't think it is I don't think it is and and sometimes um my it, well, it always falls on me when I take a buyer out and they look at a property and I make an offer and that offer is not accepted. I have to break that news. You know, your offer was not accepted. But what I, 
I can even I can say this about myself. When I make an offer for my buyer, I I, I really make an offer. You know, I just want to understand. That's why, that is why I keep like a close. I keep in close contact with the lender. Like I get informed all the necessary information because I want to know that you can get. If if the lender said to me, "Hey, this is a great file." Um, Kendra can get a, a loan approval within 15 days or 12 days. That's what I'm putting in there because that looks better. Inspection period. You have to, you have to be very bold in in the way you write your contract. In the well, we don't write contracts. Let me let me back that up. In the way you made this offer, you know, you have to make sure that you're writing a strong offer and you have to be on top of it too. We showed um, a colleague of mine showed a property just the other day. The realtor said to him, we got 70 offers. Not 17, 70, because that's what I asked when wow. he said, I said, did you mean 17? 70 within wow. a couple of days of that property being on the market. That is what the buyer is going up against. So in order to get your offer accepted, you have to be working with a realtor who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Who is on top of the game, like calling. I just emailed you an offer from this. My, my email address is this. My name is this. Send a text message, follow up. And you have to make sure that your offer is attractive, you know? Yeah. And you have to know. How do you know if your offer is attractive? That, but that's what you're saying. The realtor has to know this, right? No, you have to make sure. You have to make sure that you write the best possible. It's not a one size fits all. And I have to say that all the time to, to people like you have, as a realtor, you have to determine how I will not present your offer, Kendra, the same way I present Carol's because both of you situation is different. Maybe Carol can say, all right, so I'm able to do this and I can do a two day inspection period. I can do, there's so many different moving parts. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, what makes it attractive? Is it that I offer more money or is that all? That's a factor. That's a factor. And two, also, um, your the, the different contingencies that the, the that this con that this um, offer is based upon, right? This sale, I would say, this transaction is based on these contingencies. What these contingencies are, are the things that we have to meet prior to closing. Okay. Inspection. How long is this inspection period? What inspection period means in this transaction? God, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, is during that period of time, you can back out of the deal if you want to. You can say, oh, I don't want to buy this property anymore. Guess what? Sellers don't want you to have a 10-day or a however long because that's, that, that's, they're losing money because they're take once they're, that offer is accepted, then, okay, they're working with this. They're losing money. And if you decide not to proceed with this transaction, guess what? They have to put that back on the market, start the process all over again. Right. So these are things that we that I take into consideration. And I'll tell you this, I'm not tooting my own um, horn. Every time I write an offer, I kid you not, the realtors call me, they're like, Stacy, guess what? Your 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 offer beautiful, but we got a, a better it not every time they say they get a better offer, but even if they don't accept the offer, they call me and they say, I love this. You know, I take pride in what I do. Right. 
Absolutely. And you should. I so. take pride in what I do. And I, I write this from, uh, from right here because I'm thinking about calling. I love to send the messages. You know, I have an iPhone. And if it's an iPhone user where you have those, when I say congratulations, and then you have those, if you use the iPhone, if you have <laughs> where the, 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 the confetti goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. I don't have an iPhone, girl. Mm. Android. But I yeah. have an Android. Yes, I'm an Android girl. <laughs> Don't be sleeping on my Android now. There, I will there, are better phones. there are better phones that would not lie, but I can't rock with an Android. <laughs> you and you and your iPhone. Oh girl. Right. Yeah. But I do see the confetti stuff because Facebook, thank you. Facebook oh, yeah. has this thing. So when you say yeah, congratulations, whatever, it goes poof. It goes the so, same thing. People right. like us who don't have an iPhone, we get to enjoy that for a minute. Huh? Uh, yeah, we. It's coming to the Android. It's coming. Oh. <laughs> right. Well, you show it off, girl. But, yeah, but, but that's you. what it is. That's what it is. Um. So, um. In all actuality, so when the the investors when they buy the property, just to address your um your question head on, uh, Kendra, it is some. It is perfectly legal. They buy these yeah. properties. And when they when they purchase these properties and then they fix them up and then they, they either sell them for an arm and a leg or they rent them for an arm and a leg. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I have another question from May. Um, thanks, May. Um, why are new bills not commonly offered to potential buyers? Why are new bills? I'm not sure where that um, where that question is coming from maybe she had an, a, a personal experience but for me I build relationships with builders right because you have buyers who, who want to purchase a property that has character you know they want to purchase they, they're not interested in a, in, a, in a new construction but then you have buyers who want to purchase new construction so I mean that is an option the, the, the thing is when you work with a new, I personally work with them. I don't know about other realtors. At the end of the day, my goal is to service my buyer or my, so whoever I'm working with. So it's what, if you say to me, Stacey, I want a new construction. That's what we're looking into. The thing is though, though oftentimes the process, it takes some time because a lot of times what buyers don't realize is that they're picking when when they go look at these new bills they're not getting that home that they're looking at they have to select an area and then they build that property so that's the situation so it depends are you ready are you looking to move right away or do you have some time now move um the, the time the process is even longer because they, the builders, they have no material. So you think you, you sign this contract and sometimes they say, okay, you should, you'll be able to close in December, but then it pushes to next year, March, because they can't get um, lumber or they can't get the flooring material or whatever, especially, and, and it has gotten worse during the pandemic. Everything, I don't know if you have tried ordering some furniture online. Oh yeah, forget that forever yeah. so that is that is currently the state of the market so yeah if you have if your realtor hasn't presented that 
Um, I don't know what the situation is. Did you mention to them that's something that you're interested in? I can't understand why the realtor wouldn't do that because you're going to get your commission either way. And okay. that's that's literally um, a situation where that they are going to con uh, going to handle every aspect of it, not the realtor. Right. So that's something that I that I work I've worked with buyers with new bills. Okay. Um we're getting ready to wind down, but I do have another question from, from May. Um, I love the questions, May and Shu and everybody. Just keep them coming, please. Um, is it easier to buy an investment property since you already own a home? Um, if it, is it easier to buy an invest? Okay, so if you are already a homeowner, there are a few factors to consider or that the lender will consider whoever is going to give you that money if you're not purchasing cash. Where is that property located? Is it within a certain radius? Because if it is to the new property that you're thinking about purchasing, they will consider that a second home. A second home will attract more down payment. Really? Yes. So if it's your... Um, primary residence, your first home, the down payment is less. If it's FHA, it's like 3.5%. If it's conventional, it starts at like 5%. If it's a, um, if it's a second home, and the reason why the, the, the radius or how close it is to this new property that you're purchasing matters, they are this is their train of thought. She's purchasing this home here and she then she owns a home here and then she's purchasing right next door. So this is a second home because she could literally live in this home. There are certain factors that um, will be considered. Did you purchase a one bedroom home and now you have twins? If you can prove that you now have twins and your, your family has expanded, then you can buy a second home and, they, and the same, principle will apply as when you purchase the other home. Hmm. If it makes sense, it's a little, I know it can be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> Does it make sense? Did I answer the question? Yes. Can you ask, let, repeat the question for me, let me make sure. Is it easier to buy an investment property since you already own a home? So there's a second part to that. I don't under, quite understand because think about it. If if maybe i don't know if she's thinking along the lines of taking if she owns a home she's taking equity from that home to purchase an investment property then it would be easy because you have money to put into that property if you've per but if you have a home and you're going to get a loan to purchase another home the the bank will consider very several factors to determine how to structure this loan is this going to be a home um, where they'll consider it your primary resident, or is it an investment home or a second home? All those factors will determine how much money you have to put up front. Right. That's so it's not just cut and dry to say, yes, if you already own a home, you can, it's easy to buy an investment property. What you're saying is it depends on where you're going. So right. if you are trying to buy an investment property, what you feel is an investment property, but if it's located in a certain area, the bank will have a different viewpoint about that. So it's not right. necessarily easy. There are several factors to consider. Right. And, um, you know, hey, May and everybody and then, else. 
one last thing because I yeah. want me to be informed. The last point I'll make, um, yeah. Carol. Um, another thing, if you're purchasing an investment property, you cannot use FHA, which is that 3.5%, because that is reserved for, it has to be a primary residence and you have to occupy that within a certain period of time by law. Right. So you can't use FHA to purchase a home and then rent it out within a certain period of time. No, it doesn't work like that. So um, again, I will say to, because all the information that I've presented is just general. It is always important to speak to someone and explain your financial needs, your financial situation, your financial health, wherever you are, and then the, um, that professional will help you to determine which way you should go. Ah, gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Awesome question, uh, May and Shu and everybody else who's listening. And I think you answered it very well because I like the fact that you are pointing out that it's not just a cut and dry thing for people who may not necessarily understand everything about it it's a good way to say listen there are things that you have to consider or there are things that the bank will consider that we may not be thinking about so i do like the fact that you bring that out because i didn't even think of that <laughs> until you mentioned it you know but that's where you come in and I'm, I'm glad that you expounded on that and i really just wanted to allow you to really answer it in depth. So everybody, again, you know, we talked about getting in touch with Stacy. Clearly, you guys can see that she is super duper knowledgeable about what she's talking about. So if y'all have any doubts or any questions, you know where to get your questions answered. Okay. And I'm going to put Stacy's information and links in our but while we're on the phone stacy uh well I'll, I'll get that at the end but before we even wrap up what are when you're talking to your clients um because we do have another segment that we're going to start later but until um our friends join us um i want to just ask you to leave us something what are your um tips last final tips that you want to give to us right when you talk to your clients or cons consultations that you give to clients who are coming to you, looking for advice, trying to understand what direction to go, what are your final tips that you give? Okay. So I've always expressed to potential buyers, you know, that it is important to speak to a professional. If you are thinking about purchasing one of the worst mistakes to make is to think within yourself that you are preparing because what are you doing? If you don't know the steps that you need to take, you don't truly understand the steps that you need to take in order to qualify or what the requirements are, how can you adequately prepare? So the, one of the first things that I always advise my people reach out to me to do is to speak to a mortgage um, professional. Let them ask you those questions. How much do you make? What was your tax return last year? Your, how much, what's, your, what's your debt? You know, and, and they can look at the 
whole, look at the situation as a whole to determine where you are and then give you steps, the necessary steps. And what they really do is to say, hey, Carol, on this Macy's credit card, try to pay it down to 2100. Um, also, get your credit, your credit score need work, needs work. If you do this, 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 and this, it will take you to where you need to be. Right. What, how much do you intend on spending on a home? This is the down payment. This is the estimated down payment and closing cost that we, you will need. So you'll know how much to save. A lot of people don't even know how much down payment or closing costs you will need. And I will just leave this tip. When you're thinking about purchasing a home, rule of thumb. To, to the the inch the um the if you, it, it depends on the loan type that you're using you always have to think about you know for fha at a basic 3.5% of the purchase price so if you're purchasing a home for 300,000 it's going to be 3.5% of that that you'll be expected to have in addition to a 4 to 4.5% for your closing cost. So the main thing that I will say to my potential buyers is to find out where you are currently, do a pre-qualification and find out where you are and have that person give you tips on how you can get to where you need to be. Gotcha. Excellent. So I hope everyone got those tips today, everyone. I hope you had your notebooks and your pens and paper and all that stuff and you were taking down notes. I always have mine. I see you know? that. <laughs> I always have mine. And I take my little notes and my little jottings down because I have to go back to it. You know, I don't always remember everything. And if this is not my field of expertise, then, you know, when you're talking, that's what I'm writing down so that I can know, I can come back to you at a later time and say, okay, I understand a little bit about this. Tell me about this, you know? So that's what we're here for everybody. I want you to take some notes so that you know what type of questions you should be asking, or maybe you need to now. I hope this helped you to figure out do you is renting for you or is buying for you? Right. We know what we know what Stacy's gonna say. <laughs> we know what Stacy's gonna tell you. Let's you know. buy that house. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Of course. <laughs> you know, we know what Stacy's gonna say. So, but for you, but she also is very professional and she's very considerate, and she will tell you. It is, she will advise you based on your specific situation. Correct. Always. Okay. So she's always going to look at your situation. Of course, buying the house is always better because there's equity and this and that. There are lots of pros. Um, but take your time. Think about it. Give Stacy a call. Okay. I know I have questions. I might be calling you, Stacy. <laughs> Myself. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, Stacy, where um where are folks um going to be able to find you well um I'm, what's your oh, phone oh, oh. number first do you have a number they can call yes that is seven five four four two two nine six seven two nine six seven two awesome and your internet or 
IG and Facebook, I want people to not say, oh, I didn't know how to find her. I want them to be like, I want you to give out every, except your home phone number, of course. <laughs> give them all the digits. Everything. Okay. So, okay. so my, my, um, you have a website, email. That is under construction. Okay. Uh, and I will share my Instagram handle and then as soon as that is all up and ready, it will be linked. In okay. So it is Stacy the realtor. Very simple and to the point. I am the realtor. Gotcha. That's <laughs> you right. want to connect with. <laughs> you are the realtor. I like it. Confidence is everything in this world, Stacy. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I, I make sure I, I put myself in the position to be able to have that confidence because in order to do that, you have to know what you're talking about. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we know you know what you're talking about, my dear. So I'm just kidding with you. And I love chatting with you. What is your um your Facebook? Stacy Ann Drummond. So Facebook is Stacy Ann Drummond. Stacy A N N, everybody, not A N D, okay? we will type that we will funny because everybody assumed that's my middle name and i said no i'm jamaican everybody yes a lot of people have the ands and the k and the all those things attached to the first name so it's a whole mouthful but well, it's, it is your name, my dear. So it is what it is. People will get used to it. You get with it, okay? That right, is her name. Exactly. <laughs> it is what it is. That's her name. She's not changing it. So no. <laughs> if you're if you're an IG person, you're an Instagram, it's Stacy the Realtor. Okay. Yes. If you're on Facebook, some people, you know, are diehard Facebookers or Instagrammers and all that. If you're on Facebook, it's Stacy Ann, which is S-T-A-C-Y-A-N-N. Stacy Ann. There's no hyphen or anything. It's Stacy Ann Drummond. D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D. And you've got the phone number. We will put this up on our YouTube page. The information will be in there for you. So you have the phone number, you can call her. You can check her out on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have questions, just reach out to Stacy. okay? All right, and I accept, um, I respond to text messages, phone calls. I return the calls, always. And my email too is uh, sdrummondrealestate at gmail.com. S Drummond Real Estate at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right, everybody. Yes. So I wrote that know. down too. And I'll be hosting a um a home buyer seminar pretty soon. I'm just working with some professionals in the industry, you know, mortgage brokers, title companies, all those people, credit repair specialists. I normally host like two to three per year. I had one and it's going to be um, via, um, oh, it will be virtual. So- Okay, I was gonna ask that we were in person. Yes, virtual. <laughs> yes, we have to consider the time that we're in and not everyone feel, feel not everyone feels comfortable to be in, you know, out there in a, in a room and closed.
And I understand that. Nevertheless, I want everyone to be informed. So I had one earlier this year, it was pretty successful. And we had, um, I made sure that it's very interactive, had my PowerPoints with my nice pictures, my slides, and, it, and we had giveaways. It was a great Sunday evening. So I'm going to do another one and I'll reach out to my yes. turn radio. That's right. I so know. So you can tell your, um, you can inform your wonderful listeners and viewers. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, Stacey. Just let us know when you're going to do this and we will be happy to put this information up because people need this info you know so many people think that this is such an amazing it's such a huge thing and they just can't conceive of the idea of doing something massive. that's what i felt before yeah. i really say i thought it was so unattainable i thought only rich people could own homes right you know it's it's and then you realize that it is attainable it is attainable. As Especially. Long as have, yes. Go ahead. I was going to say what you're going to say. It's a great point that I, I don't know. I, I made a mental note of this. You know, I should have written it down. Carol, like, I'm going to take your advice and use my pen and paper. Go back to the old days. <laughs> it works. For my buyers who have, um, they don't have enough money for closing costs, you know, down payment and closing costs. Some cities are giving money to those people to qualify. No, really? Yes. Some cities are giving up to a hundred k. What? Where so, are <laughs> there are avenues. Now, I cannot say that a seller is going to give you money towards closing. They used to do it in the past, not in this market what their other avenues so if anyone if there's anyone on here listening on and need some you know information regarding that just reach out to me and i will explain it i will literally point you in the right direction to see if you can qualify for that and take advantage of it yeah absolutely i didn't even know that uh, that's interesting i got my wheels turning so if anybody else is interested in that and it got your wheels turning, there are there is assistance that you can get if you want to purchase a home. And Stacy just told you um, several of them on this show and the one that she just uh, mentioned to you as well. So give Stacy a call. Here's the number again, 754-422-9672. And do not be afraid of the fact that she's located in the South Florida area. She does have a network of realtors and um, she has information that she can help you if you're in another area. Okay. And Shu says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So thank you, Shu. You know, we love you. All right, Stacy. Very informative. Very Thank you informative. so much. We had a wonderful time with you today. We will definitely have you back. So as long as you want to come and you'll make some time for us, we'll be happy to have you back. It is always a pleasure. It's always a great time hanging out with you. And um, yeah. I wish you guys all the best in your endeavors and stay yeah, safe, guys. Thank you, my dear. Have a good evening. Bye -bye. Pleasure Thank you. Too. Definitely be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Kendra, have a good night. Bye, my dear. Bye. Well, well, well. So that was amazing.
I loved <laughs> all the information. I loved all the information. And now, how about we switch gears? So everybody stick with us, all right? You know how we do on this show. We keep rolling from thing to thing, segment to segment, because we have a lot to talk about. And we have a lot to share on this program. So, you know, and this is what we love to do. You guys know this. So stay with us. And we have more treats for you in store. So listen, don't put away your pens. Don't put away your notebooks. Okay, we have more amazing information for you. And send us more questions. You know how much I live for this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I live for your questions. I love it. All right, so here we go. It's time to talk about you and what you do. It's our business spotlight. That's right, right, everybody. You know how we do. This is our business spotlight. And Kendra, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brian Street. Brian is a social entrepreneur. He is an educator. He's an author. He is does everything from business repair. He's a public speaker. He goes into the colleges and into the schools and helps our endangered youth get back on track. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. This man does web design. If you think I have a lot going on, I have nothing going on compared to Brian Street. He is an awesome individual and so happy that he could join us this evening. How are you, Brian, sir? I'm splendid. Um, <clears throat> I, walked away, I walked away from the screen. I was logged in. I was like in the background or in the back backstage. And I said, you know what? Let me go on Facebook and actually listen in. So I put on my, my headphones and I was listening in. I'm over here eating Brussels sprouts and <laughs> listening to like, do, do I want to rent or do I want to buy? So um, <clears throat> Yes, great content. I absolutely was loving it. Uh, I came back to, to my seat and I saw that I had a ton of messages. <laughs> I had a ton of messages waiting for me, like, Brian, come on, ready for you. So I'm I'm Are just thrilled Brian? to be here. <laughs> I'm just thrilled to be here. Wonderful. I love the fact that you said you're splendid. Oh my goodness. That the, it's so funny what a simple word can do and how it can make you feel. And I love the fact that you said, I am splendid. You know how many times people say to you, how are you doing? And you say, and I'm guilty of that. And you say, oh, I'm doing okay. Or I'm doing all right. And then our body slouches with that as well. And it just drags down everybody else in the room, etc. But you came in like, I'm doing splendid. And I, I'm here for you. It's my day. You made yes. my day. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hi, Yoli. Thanks for joining us. So... <laughs> Yes. Um, so, so Brian, social entrepreneur, you are the founder and CEO of the social enterprise. So what is that really? Tell us what the social enterprise is and, and what do you do with that? Well, I am founder and CEO of the social enterprise called Your Legacy Begins Now. Okay. 
your legacy begins now is my is my company and i use my company as an umbrella whereas i render a plethora of services via partnerships or either individual services whereas a percentage of my revenue goes towards developing sustaining at risk transitional age adolescent programming so mentorship programming leadership programming because when I was living in Miami, <clears throat> I was working in child welfare and I saw these teenagers that were aging out of the system and didn't really have the life skills necessary to transition into adulthood and actually have any type of success in life. And I asked administration, what's the problem? Like, why are these kids aging out, ending up dead, aging out, ending up in prison, aging out, ending up having their kids coming into the system? And I was told that there's no money there for the services. So I had one foot in the entrepreneurial space and one foot in the social work space. So I asked myself, how can I use some of this, all of this income generating activity in this entrepreneurial space and bring it together with doing social good? So pretty much uh, a social enterprise is ran by a social entrepreneur, which they design businesses or use business tactics to address a social issue. So that's my focus with all of my services is going towards being able to develop programs for these, um, these youth that are falling through the cracks and system not really caring about it. Right. But are you in a, concentrated in a particular area, Brian, or what are the areas that people can find you or reach well, out? Everything, everything that I do is centered around cognitive behavioral coaching. Okay. So whether you're someone that's potentially about to get kicked out of school for whatever reason, or you're a, you're a CEO that's about to face burnout because you don't know how to handle the situations that are going on in life, I help individuals change. Whereas most people see something in front of them, someone says something to them, something happens to them, and they evoke a certain emotion and they think it's because of what happened. Mm -hmm. It's not because of what happened. It's because of how you perceive what happened. So I help people place their perceptions before the belief, understand that your thought, somewhere in your past, your thought told you that when this happens, you're supposed to feel like X. So I work with professionals. I work with um, individuals in the school system on changing how they look at and the value that they place on the things that happen around them so that they can in turn change the direction of their life. Kind of like how I came into this, into this session. There's been a lot of things going on in my life that are dark and gloomy. I could have easily allowed my perception of that to bleed over into this, but I said, no, what I want to come to me is how I'm going to portray myself as soon as I come in. And eventually one way or another, it's gonna come back to me. Right, oh. That's amazing. So in your coaching, I love that you do that because also, um, Brian, um, on this show, we've had, we've covered topics about mental health. We talk about anxiety, depression, and we do have different um, experts um, that come in as well and talk about this because, you know, obviously myself or Kendra or Reese, we're not the experts on these topics. So I love that you're coming in and you're talking about this as well. And because I, I, I keep saying this to our audience all the time, 
we're going to keep on telling you that you need to express yourself or if there's an issue going on with you, we're going to address it for you. If you're afraid of it, you know, we're going to help you find the help that you need because a lot of us in the black and brown communities, we often don't reach out for help or we pretend that we're okay. And there's a stigma around a lot of it. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that too. Um, is there any stigma? Because so many people don't want to admit, right? When something is wrong. And you mentioned like CEOs that may be going through burnouts. <laughs> I've worked in corporate America for many, many years in an executive capacity. And I know these people do not want to admit that maybe they're lacking in some way or there's an issue going on because they're powerful and strong and they're supposed to be all knowing and so forth and so on. So what are the stigmas that you deal with or how do you sometimes work <clears throat> with some of these more challenging? I know it's a lot of questions. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> yes, I, I love this question because for about, what is this, 2017, a little over four years now, <clears throat> I've been engulfed in this type of coaching. Now, usually the settings that I'm in are business settings. So I'm coaching people who are looking to become an entrepreneur. They're looking to um, scale their business because they become stagnant, whatever it may be. So we get onto the phone or on a, you know, a web conference and I read their emotions from the first words that they say, just like you did with me, from yeah. the first words that they say. If you get on the phone with me, Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Okay, wait, stop. I know we were supposed to talk about X, Y, Z, but before we get to that, like, like what's keeping that I'm all right from being I'm great? Like, let's talk about it. And I come with an approach to where I'm not too abrasive, but I'm not, I'm also, you know, not, you know, just simply pat you on your back. So I help people feel so much more comfortable with opening up their vulnerability. And I couldn't, I couldn't even count the number of times that I've had someone tell me, oh my goodness, I've never told anybody that. Not even my parents, not even my closest friend, not even my spouse. Nobody knows that about me. And I can't believe you got me to divulge that information because it's only once you're able to fully open up that you can truly be helped to break those chains that are holding you back from whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish. And typically, as you mentioned, we don't want to expose that part of ourselves to those exactly. around us because it makes us look weak. It makes us look like, you know, specifically in the, in the black male population where you gotta be, to be tough like a man, like don't be crying like a little girl. No, if you gotta cry, you better let it out. Yeah. And I've had multiple men that would come to tears and actually cry on the line with me. And I give them their time, look, let it out. Because the more you keep it bottled in, the more you're going to displace it on someone or something that didn't deserve it. And typically, it makes you a whole lot lighter. Um, I have a one client that I work with. She's a certified um, grief counselor. So we're looking at some, um, some collaborations that we're going to do together. And one of the, the running um, jokes that we have is it's crazy how we take so much pleasure in taking your pain, your burdens and putting it on our own shoulders so that you can walk lighter because we've yes. been trained and we've positioned ourselves. We can take that trauma, regardless how dark it is, and we can package it away 
put it in our subconscious and we, it doesn't bother us until we need to bring it back up to address it with you again. Wow. So uh, I've, I've got some, some pretty dark traumas back there. And um, I really am thankful that um, my creator gave me the, the talent, the, you know, the skill set to be able to help people in that way, because there's a lot of people hurting out there. And I'm just thankful to be one that can be of aid. I am so glad that you're saying that, Brian. Thank you so much. It's so funny. About three weeks ago, we actually, the topic of this show was grief. And I'll tell you, that was one of our most popular episodes. We had so many people on. We got so many comments and questions. And there were folks also on our live that just opened up and made themselves vulnerable to talk to this amazing counselor that was on with us. And she mentioned the same thing that you mentioned just now, because one of my questions was like, how do you deal with this dark stuff? Everybody's throwing all their burdens on you. How do you sleep at night? We were like, how do you sleep? You know, carrying all this. And she said the same thing that you said, because you guys are trained to kind of compartmentalize and put things in their own space while the rest of us are just carrying it and we're weighed down and it feels like it's killing us because we don't know how to handle it right Mm -hmm. so I thank you for that and I'm just gonna plug shamelessly (laughs) that episode again everybody go out it's on YouTube it's on our podcast platforms go out there and look and take a listen or take a look at our episode where we talk about grief And hopefully maybe Brian will come back again with us and talk to us because it's such a big topic that we would love to address it again. And I'm glad I'm going to make a note, Brian, if you don't mind, maybe you'll come back and talk about that specifically and go a little bit more in depth about that with us. Actually, the lady that you had on, if I'm not mistaken, Lorna Chapman. Yes. Yes. She's the one who I'm speaking about. Oh my gosh, we, she, I mean, if I could reach into the computer and hug this lady, yes. I would have hugged her. And, and I got so many comments. It's so funny. Um, I'll tell you this real quickly. I won't take up too much time, but I got comments after the show as well from some of our listeners who said they had to turn it off, you know, mm. and not because it was bad, but they just, they started crying and they just got overwhelmed and stuff because what she was saying touched them so deeply and reached them so much. So they just wanted to express their thanks for everything that she was saying and helping them to strip away. And I was like, oh my gosh, it made me feel so good that we were able to bring her on to cover these topics because again, a lot of our black and brown folks do not face the issues that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So the fact that many of them, you know, took the time to come on and express that. So you're going to be collaborating with her. Maybe you both will come back. <laughs> I'm more than willing. That was such an amazing topic. Oh, so yes. So we're going to, um, going back to, to chat with you now. Um, oh, you said so much. <laughs> he really did, especially... And we, we, our group as women, we're accustomed to that. So it is always refreshing when you hear the male perspective and when we see how much we have in common as opposed to, you know, our differences, like men do this and women do that. 
and we all have to process it, you know, and the way that you put that emotional feeling and put it also into business because, you know, everybody, we use these words, like, what was the word you used to be with shark, Carol Redick, you know, um, she was like, if, I'm a, if I was a shark and people like going out there and get this money and everything. And it's like, you, you kind of have like a, you know, a smooth way of like, you know, we're going to be successful, you know, and like, you know, but you don't have to go out there and stab people to get it. So like, how did you go from like the social work aspect and then make that transition into being an entrepreneur and do it and still maintain heart? Well, <clears throat> I don't think the heart um, will ever go anywhere based off of how I was brought up and a lot of the things that I saw around me as I was coming up. <clears throat> so the heart is going to be in anything that I do. And sometimes it can you know, be to my detriment. You know, sometimes I can allow myself to be engulfed so much in the passion-driven work that I kind of let the profit fall to the wayside, which I've gotten a whole lot better at. But... <clears throat> I started to do a lot of research while I was working in the, um, it was a faith-based child placement agency in Miami, Florida. While I was working there, I was doing a lot of research on entrepreneurship and not just traditional entrepreneurship, like people who were doing good and making good money. And I started to learn more and more, you know what, like this whole, these social issues that we're dealing with they wouldn't be so much of an issue if we were more financially intelligent. If we knew how at an earlier age, how money works, if yes. we knew how to actually leverage money and position ourselves with more opportunity before the world hits us in the face. And that's why I, I've started to navigate more so to the financial space, learning more about investing, learning more about various different types of ways to, uh, to save money. Um, and, and funny enough, my kids were here the other night and we were playing this um, game called Stack Your, I forget what it's called. Um, anyways, it's a, it's a game that my son played at school um, in one of his um, gifted studies classes where you have index funds, you have um, all these different investment types and you have 20, it's 20 years but it's yeah. actually 20 minutes real time. And oh. you have to see who can have the highest net worth at the end of that 20 minutes. So you're trading stocks, you're dropping money in index funds and your certificate of deposit. You have to know when to pull it out. And he whooped me every single time. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> every time. Awesome. And I'm thankful for that because Kendra knows our primary mentor, a gentleman by the name of Chris Holder, he has positioned so many of us to look at life so differently. So I've gotten into investing over the last four years. Both of my kids have a portfolio. My daughter is only seven. My son's 14. They have a portfolio. My daughter asked me about her company, the company that she's invested in, so that she can get rewards because she's asking me about it. And I, I started to see that if we start to internalize that into our, our allow our kids to internalize that at a younger age, once they come of age, they won't necessarily fall into the gaps that pushes people yes. into the, you know, the, the system. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because if you look at, if you look at social determinants of pretty much anything in society right now, 
it's not necessarily black and white completely. It's green or no green. If you got money, there's so much more opportunity. You think Jay-Z, if Jay-Z didn't have the money that he has, he would be sitting at the table with some of these top name people that don't look like him. Absolutely not. (laughs) Like it, it opens doors. And it's so often, you know, I'm in the Bible Belt, Mississippi. It's so often where you hear things like uh, money is evil. Like, why are you out here trying to, you know, be an entrepreneur, make all this money? If you give a good person a million dollars, they're going to be an even better good person. If you give a bad person a million dollars, they're going to be an even worse person, typically. So as long as your values are in the right place, and that's what I aim to pour into my people, you know, that I coach, that I train, make sure that you're doing it. Don't be an entrepreneur for the sake of being an entrepreneur. Find a problem in society that you have the capacity to address at some level or another, and you develop a business around that if you have the, you know, the desire to. But don't be an entrepreneur for the sake of being an entrepreneur. Become an entrepreneur to solve a problem that's going to help other people live a better life. And as long as people, and that's why I aim on becoming, you know, helping people become social entrepreneurs. Now, so much of what we do in entrepreneurship, you know, it helps, it helps um, combat social ills. But when you focus on that social ill, that's your priority. The profit is going to chase you. The money is going to chase you because certain people are going to see the good that you're doing and they're going to be like, well, I can't do that or I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to throw money at them and then attach my name to it so it can seem like I'm doing the good. Yeah. Ah. So um, that's a way to look at it. And it can really be powerful if you develop the right um, partnerships in doing so. Yeah, I love that you said that. That's so important. I'm going to make a note of that as well. Because a lot, a lot of people are like that. As human beings, we do that, right? You want to attach yourself, even if you can't be the one to do it, you want to attach yourself to somebody else who is doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can say, oh, yeah, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing this. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I, I love that concept. Now, in terms of entrepreneur, I was thinking, entrepreneurs, I was thinking while you were, you, while you were talking that, It is so hard, really, to become an entrepreneur. And listen, I am not saying it's impossible because it absolutely is not, okay? And if this is a dream of yours, go after it. But on this program, I like to tell everybody, be realistic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. It's going to kick your butt. But that's where you have to know if it's something that you want to do, go get it. You know, go for it. But it's very hard. It's a lonesome road being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and you've got to have that drive you've got to align yourself with the right people right who can help you along the way in terms of networking in terms of what you're doing as well by coaching so what are some of the major burdens that entrepreneurs come to i know what some of mine are as an entrepreneur Woo! it kicks my butt (laughs) let me tell you Oh my goodness. And Kendra has heard a lot of my stories and I'm like, ah, and she's pulling me up off the floor and stuff too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, just, I don't know if I can do it, Kendra. You know, so what are some of the major concerns that you hear from, from entrepreneurs? And I don't know if it has to do with what industry they're in or whatever. Maybe you can tell us that. Well, um, <clears throat> 
as it pertains to the industry that they're in, there's there's certain variables that are in place that can help you depending on what industry you're in. Um, for example, if you're in an industry that is easy to build a larger team, that can take a lot off of you from the beginning. But that's typically the main, that's like the defining factor which so many entrepreneurs fail when they're trying to grow something of significant is they're wearing all these hats um, yeah. on every quarter. At the end of each quarter, I, um, I help uh, my mentor, <clears throat> I help him give a um, quarterly training and we go over business planning. And when we get to the um, management and organizational structure component of the business plan, so who is the CEO? Who's the COO? Who is the graphic design, um, head of graphic design? Who is your PR specialist? Who is your marketing head of marketing? If you're wearing all of those hats, that can burn you out so quickly, yes. or you don't wear the hats and your business doesn't grow. And yes. eventually you say, well, this doesn't work. No, it works, but you're not working it the way it's supposed to work. And that's one of the main things. Um, second, <clears throat> typically it's support or lack of support. Um, and it's one of the things that can, um, can break up relationships, that can break up friendships when you are gung-ho and I'm going to accomplish this. And those who are around you are like, uh, I don't think you need to be going after that. And you're like, nope, I'm going to do it anyways. And then it draws that wedge. Mm. And that's one of the sad things in entrepreneurship. But ultimately, it's something you have to really come to and ask yourself, is it worth losing this relationship? And what is it going to look like in the long run? And it's one of those, especially if it's a significant other, it's one of those things you want to have a conversation about at the very beginning of the relationship. Like, where do you see yourself in 15, 20 years? How do you see yourself getting there? Because if you're not in alignment, then it's probably not going to work out in the long run. It's all happy and dandy at the beginning, but when you are focused on what you truly want your life to become and you're a significant other, it's like, nope, I'm not about that life. That's when things start to get a little ugly. <clears throat> and then ultimately is, um, I would say third, is not being real about the struggles. You know, you, how, you know how they say fake it till you make it. No, right. don't fake it till you make it. Like you can be intentionally optimistic. You can... You can throw faith on it, but continue to work. But so many people will try and put out there, I'm doing so well, but they're not really getting the help to actually be doing well. Right. So a lot of people you know, fall into those types of cycles to where they want to look the part, but they're not doing the work to actually be the part. And um, those can be some of the ones that are, are a headache because they don't want to do the work. They just want to look like they're doing the work. They're doing it. Oh. Exactly. I see so many, you know, we all know about the ills, so to speak, of social media. And we go on and we see everybody bragging and everything is fantastic and, you know, glossy and beautiful. And we all know that we should not be buy into all of the fake lies and all the stuff that everybody puts out on social media. Um, and it's all the whole fake it till you make it thing. You know, so I'm so glad that you mentioned that. But again, I just want all of our listeners to really take note of what you just said. And that's something that um, a lot of times people even tell me, you know, to, to just 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 fake it, just do this because so many other people are doing it. And I don't want to do that. 
you know, so I'm glad that you mentioned that if you truly have a passion for what you're doing and it's not, it takes more than just passion, right? Is what one of the things mm -hmm. that you're also saying, Brian, it takes more than just your passion. You've got to have the organization. You've got to have all these things. And um, what did you, I, I wrote down the management, the organization, all of that. You've got to be organized to follow it and you got to put in the work mm -hmm. <laughs> to get this stuff done. One of the things that I, you know, I'm reminded of it by my leadership, um, but also I remind those who I lead as well as you go to a job, you're going to do what you got to do. You got somebody's eyeballs on you from this time to this time. Oh, I got to be active doing this, doing this, doing this. You take a break at a structured time. You get off at a specific time. Why aren't you putting that type of structure around your own business? You need to start. At a certain time, I'm going to go at it, no distractions, until this time. Obviously, you got a little more flexibility when you're at home or, you know, you're doing your thing, but you have to have that structure and self-discipline. And then ultimately, <clears throat> ultimately, um, so the organization, structure, the self-discipline, the accountability to do it, even though you know nobody's watching. Now, it's so easy when, uh, and Kendra knows uh, every morning, 5.30 my time, 6.30 um, East Coast, um, I do a, a wake up and win session on Clubhouse with, um, with, um, with Chris. And it sounds good when you're on there. Today, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm excited about this, this, and that. But then you get off and you go back to sleep. Yeah. And then yeah. you get nothing done. <laughs> but, and, and the thing is, I don't even want people to feel bad about that, but, and this is, you know, me being in the, in the behavioral health and the mental health space, you have to take care of yourself. If you need to sleep, schedule your sleep in, say, I'm going to sleep from this time to approximately this time. Right. If you need a break in the middle of the day, schedule it in. I'm going to take a break, no work, no phone calls. I'm going to scroll down social media from this minute to this minute. When you schedule it in, you can keep your productivity. It's when you try not to schedule it in. I'm just going to be a workhorse and go from sun up to sun down. Uh, That's when you start doing it and you feel guilty about it. Uh, or you start doing it and you lose productivity. Someone who was depending on a project that you were supposed to be working on, you feel bad about it. But if you let that individual know, and I tell, I tell Chris on a regular basis, look, I put an all-nighter last night, today, I'm sleeping in, so you're probably not going to hear from me until this specific time. And he understands that. At the same time, he's going to push every so often. See what you can do to go to bed a little bit earlier. Do this, do that. But the communication is what's key. When you have a, a team or individuals that are depending on you, it's all about the communication and then just holding yourself accountable. Oh, geez. It's like you came on here today to speak to me. Directly, yeah. <laughs> Kendra, did you tell him about me? He's talking to me right now. No, I love. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Brian, I know there are so many of us out there because I know I'm not alone. And you're you're speaking this stuff from experience, so you're talking about this because this is something you know and you've experienced this with other people as well. So right now for our listeners who are listening, don't feel bad about yourself. What he's saying, he's giving you some solutions. 
right, to what you can do, how to address this. I know for me, a lot of times, Brian, what you just mentioned is I will toss and turn and toss and turn and lose sleep sometimes too because I feel guilty that I didn't do all the things that I should have done. And then now it's compounded, right? Because I wasted so much time doing a whole bunch of nonsense that I shouldn't have done. Rather, I should have scheduled, scheduled my sleep, scheduled my, so I can feel good about myself and know that, you know what? This was my sleep time. Why do I have to feel guilty? Because then when I want to sleep, now I can't sleep because I'm guilty. <laughs> you know, I don't exactly. sleep. And it, then it makes That's everything real. worse. <laughs> and you know, <clears throat> that encompasses why I named my company what I named it. Your legacy begins now. What happened to you up until tonight how you ran your life, your business, whatever, that's, that's, that, that's just a memory. That's only a memory now. You can start right now right. to put the right things into your mind and surround yourself with the right people and take the right actions and start to live your life with purpose because your legacy begins now. And that's one thing I love pouring into the youth is so often for them to see their parents, their aunts, uncles, those that came before them and automatically assume that's what my life is going to look like. No. If you choose, there's a book around here somewhere. Um, it's called The Choice Theory by, I forget the, um, the author's name, but it pretty much says that your life is, your life is encompassed of micro choices. Like you make choices on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute, second-to-second basis. And eventually those little choices that you make become what your future is so regardless of what choice you made yesterday you can make a complete different choice today and then your life tomorrow can look so much different simply because you changed and you made a different choice today excellent excellent you know so many of us always think that you know where i am today this is it i can't make any changes this is my life And what you just said, um, everybody, I hope that you are listening. You can make a different change. So what? You did something else before. Now you can make a different decision. You know, change it. If there's something that you want to move towards, go ahead and do that. Brian, you you, you mentioned it, but I saw something on your website and I really love it. So I just wanted to, to point it out. It says, it doesn't matter where you came from. You can start today to live your life of purpose, right? That's a message you have on your website. And then you talked about um, some of the ways that you can do that. I imagine that that underneath it in in fine print is some of the ways that you can do what I just said. Start today to live your life of purpose. One, pick the right mentors, self-educate and lean forward. So if you can touch on some of those for me to let our listeners know expound on it a little bit to let them know what you're talking about when you say that you can start today to live your life of purpose yes well you know just to to sort of reiterate um i came from south mississippi born and raised i grew up in a mobile home where the bathroom toilet was falling through the floor and i can remember like it was yesterday i had this this tube it was like one of the little miniature shower curtain things where you have to like twist it to keep it tight I put it between the side of the toilet bowl and the cabinet and it stayed there for years. That's where I grew up. That's what was normal for me. Fast forward 
finished high school, went to the University of Southern Miss, upgraded my lifestyle a little bit. I had to leave home. Most people that didn't leave home got caught up in drugs. Some of them are dead now. A lot of them are just doing and talking about the exact same thing that they were talking about in 2004 when we graduated high school. After that, I met a very cultured woman, became my wife. She was from South America. She helped me expound my, um, my horizons, expand my horizons. So I went, I studied abroad in Costa Rica, spent a little while living there, got a degree in, in Spanish, so bilingual. So that helped open me up to more markets, some more individuals. Um, and eventually I got to where I could surround myself by wealthy people and the black community, by successful individuals and the Hispanic community, by successful individuals and the white community. Like all these different communities, I had some types of connections that put me in the space of success. Now, <clears throat> to kind of go into um, purpose is so many of us, uh, we look at social media. And it's so often that we emulate something or someone that we see. Yeah. We're not being ourselves. We are going after, I want to receive that type of attention. So I'm going to act like that. I want to make that type of money. So I'm going to do that exact type of business. Right. That's not you. That's not you. You have to find what is your purpose. What do you do best with the least amount of effort? Right. Everyone else around you thinks that is amazing. And you're like, I mean, it's, it's simple. That is going to help you define what your purpose is, what you should be focusing on. That's your gift that you are meant to use to give away to the world. Now, to discover that a lot of times you have to find the right mentor first and foremost, first and foremost. <clears throat> and I actually I need to add an S to that. Find the right mentors, because I believe that all of us should have multiple mentors. Whereas I have a couple of academic mentors, I have some business mentors, and I just have some, some man mentors. And you want to find the right mentors who are not trying to say, look, I became successful by doing this, you come and do this with me. But no, what do you like to do? What are you good at? Who can vouch for you? Let me talk to them. Let me see your work. Let me see your credentials. And then help you be that absolute best version of yourself. Now, born and raised here in South Mississippi, a lot of racism, a whole lot of racism. I got into college. I had some hurdles. Um, I got kicked out of college in 2007. Uh, went into college, 3.89 GPA. I was like the, one of the smartest guys wow. coming out of high school. That's awesome. 3.89. And thanks to mom and daddy. <laughs> But I was very proud because um, I knew I worked for it. So I was in the top 10% of my graduating class, top 20, um, you know, as far as numerically. And I was the smart guy. They were, it was kind of like the jock, the, the nerdy jock, because I was a starter on the football team. So everybody knew me for sports, but all the teachers loved me because I was a good student as well. So get into college. I was no longer a student athlete. I was only a student. And from the time I was four years old, I had never been only a student. So I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how to live the life of being just a student. So I spent more time in the rec center than I did actually studying. And that GPA dropped all the way to a 1.76. 
And they gave me opportunity after opportunity, 1.76. They gave me opportunity after opportunity to pull it back up. And after like four semesters on academic probation, we're sorry, Brian, but you got to go. So they gave me the boot. So yes, I'm a college flunky. I got kicked out of college in 2007. But that's what happened, past tense, to me. That's who I was, past tense. I came back three years later, was on the dean's list and president's list every single semester. Graduated, not only graduated, but graduated with multiple bachelor's bachelor degrees, one in psychology, one in Spanish. Um, just to fast forward, ultimately moved to Miami after I got my bachelor's, became more professional, more of a leader, more confident, came back to Mississippi to work on my master's degree. And that's when I got my first true mentor. Two mentors, a white man and a white woman. Now, there were so many people in our department that had this race conflict or, or complex, like, nope, I don't yeah. need their help. I'm going to go over to this professor over here because she looked yeah. like me. Yeah. I don't need their help. And this white man was the one that pulled me from Miami. Look, come go to school here. We'll pay your full ride. Just do a little research for us. And he pulled me into project after project that got me on the news, that got me in publications, that got me my first actual publication, that got me my first business created, that got me my first um, um, nonprofit organization created. And he really helped me become in the local area who I became as a professional. And then eventually I found the Chris Holders of the world. I found these individuals who had done it in the business space. So that's what I mean by find the right mentor. Those who see right. your skills and they push you to be the best in your area. Now, self-educate. When you yes. go to school, you're told what to study. Read this book, read that book, read it and talk to this professor about it. Take yes. this test on it. You are forced to do it the way that they want you to do it. Self-education you study whatever the heck you want to study yep. from whoever the heck you want to study it from and you apply it to life however the heck you want to apply it to life and when you can find out what you are truly passionate about and you read that you watch those interviews you listen to those audios you're going to become a different level version of yourself and once you got the mentor you've self-educated in the space that you truly want to use to change the world you lean forward you make yourself visible and one thing that first mentor, he would say to me from the time my, my second year, because I had so many different milestones that I hit, so many different accomplishments and recognitions. He said, Brian, you know, one thing that I've seen about you, and I believe it's why you continue to excel is because you lean forward. When ah. nobody else wants to take advantage of that opportunity, you lean forward. You're the one to volunteer. You're the one that is actually willing to do the grunt work when nobody else wants to do it. And eventually that opens up the opportunity that you actually desire. So I'll give you a quick story on that um, before we transition away. I was a graduate assistant. I had these um, specifically two other young women that were graduate assistants with me. And every single time that we knew a professor was gonna bring a project to us, they would dip off. Nope, I don't wanna do that. Like, she ain't gonna ask me. I don't wanna do that. And I would just stay there. And if they came in, hey, I need someone to help me. What you need? I got you. And I would do it. And, and I'll mention a formula that I, I, I 
recommend everyone to follow, especially in the entrepreneurial space. But I would always volunteer and then I would do my best at it. So what started to happen was massive opportunities would come up that would get me out of the school building, that would get me out visiting places, out on the road. I was the one that was chosen for those nice opportunities because I leaned forward when nobody else wanted to. Yes. So here I am traveling around the, 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 um, the state, speaking at schools, having lunch provided, dinner provided, like no money out of my pocket. And then I start hearing those same graduate assistants saying, why does he get to go and do this? Why does he get to go and do that? I lean forward. So make yourself visible. Let it be known that you're willing to do what it takes and you're not going to hide and try and wait for someone else to do it. And that formula, which kind of ties into that, it's by a gentleman by the name of Napoleon Hill, Dr. Napoleon Hill. You probably heard of him from the book, Think and Grow Rich. <clears throat> There's a formula that he came up with called the QQMA formula. And what that means with the QQMA formula, he says you can pretty much write your price tag to any job, any career you want. And it's by rendering a high quantity of services. So you're out there, you're doing so much more than almost anybody else around you. Now render those services with high quality. So you're doing a lot and you're not dropping the ball. All of it is quality work. And then you do all of that work at high quality with a positive mental attitude. So don't go in complaining about, yeah, you know, I'm making good money. I'm doing a whole bunch of work. I'm helping a whole bunch of people, but I can't stand this junk. Like I'm tired of it. No, have a positive mental attitude because there's always, 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 I don't care where you work. I don't care if you think you're in there by yourself. There's probably a camera somewhere. There's yeah. always somebody watching. There's always someone watching and you never know when that person who's watching is the exact person that's going to help change your life. So you got to practice QQMA. Um, and that's what I will say about that. So well, find the right mentors, self-educate, lean forward and practice QQMA. I actually wrote that down, Brian. Thank you for that. Oh, because I am not playing. I wrote that down and hopefully everybody else wrote that down as well because it's so important to, to um, have all those four things that you actually mentioned. And before you went into it, I was going to ask you, but you did. So I'm glad. I'm just reiterating for some of our audience here who may be listening right now to us, who I know are listening, lean forward what that meant and Brian went into it beautifully lean forward meaning take on that extra responsibility if you have to you know don't be afraid to let your light shine you know make yourself visible okay lean into something all right don't run away from it because you're scared and we all need to hear that from time to time and the big thing that you mentioned as well is somebody is always watching that is a great reminder because a lot of times, you know, some people, a lot of people, when we're on social media and stuff, sometimes you may not get many comments, you may not get a whole lot of likes or whatever, but it doesn't mean that somebody is not watching. It doesn't mean that the right people, and, and they're waiting for the right time 
to, to do, to make a move, to say something or to whatever, but somebody is watching. So always remember that and take heart with that. Brian, I want you to please come back another time and chat with us. And this time, not in our, I, I'm so thankful that you came on on our business spotlight today. Oh my goodness. You're so positive. It's infectious. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And I mean that from my the bottom pleasure. of my heart, <laughs> you know, and I think so many of us, because that's what we're about on this program as well. If you haven't seen that by now, I get excited about this stuff. And, but I would love for you to come back in our um, topic of the day where we just have you come and you talk a little bit more about, because I would love to dig in a little bit more. We also talk about generational wealth and we talk mm -hmm. about mentorship. We have all those topics that we've covered on the show as well, but I would love for you to give a little bit more because we didn't really get a chance to sink our teeth into that too much about the youth education and you know what you do there. So if you could come back another time and talk to us about that because I have a, a kid as well. And I know um, she just turned 13, but in school, they are teaching some of that um, where they teach the financial lessons. And I've, I've watched her go through and I was helping her with investments and so now what does it mean? She's like, mommy, what does that mean? So, and I help her go through this, but it is so important for other children who may not be aware of it or other parents who may not be able to help their children because they themselves don't know about all that information. So, and we do have a lot of those parents who listen to us on the show. They're beautiful souls. If I could um, ask you to come back and maybe dig in a little bit more for those listeners who want to, and I can give them a chance to prepare their questions, you know, to ask you, and to, to learn a little bit more about that for themselves and their families and then how they can reach you for more coaching, et cetera. But I would like to give that spotlight to you on another time, if you don't mind, if you're up for no that. No problem, completely. Okay. I'm Excellent. loving this, 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 this aura. I'm loving this, this energy <laughs> that we have here. Yes, thank you so much. We love to do this on this show. We live for this and we live for bringing positive stuff to everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're black, you're brown, you're purple. I always say the same thing. It doesn't matter. However, some of our, um, our harder hit, our most affected communities are the black and brown communities. So we do like to kind of pull them out of their shell a little bit to say, listen, pay attention to this because we do know that in the black and brown communities, a lot of us always think that, oh, something is it, it's impossible. You know, I can't do this. I'm never gonna do this. Um, I don't have any special skills. And you talked about that, Brian. You said, everybody is unique. You know, you have a gift and your gift is your gift. You just need to expound on it and you need to push forward. You need to lean into it, right? But if there's something you wanna do, go for it. And there are people like Brian who can help. That's what I do. Yes. Uh, that's what I do. I want everybody to know that Brian, before we go, because I do need to end the segment right now, and then we'll definitely, thanks to Kendra, really um, stay in touch with you so we can schedule another time that maybe you can come on and talk to everybody. And I like to just remind you also, um, 
we do we have guests from the uk the caribbean from canada it's, it's all over the world and we love to brag about that on the show because we just <laughs> we love it that's beautiful <laughs> so um just so you know that your time would be well spent because i know you're a busy man um so if you could tell us that the folks who are listening right now, we're still broadcasting live on the radio as well as on Facebook. If you can tell the folks who are listening, how can they reach you to get some advice from you, especially in the social enterprise arena? If you're looking to become an entrepreneur or if you have children that you need some guidance financially, et cetera, how can they reach you? You can reach me on my website. YourLegacyBeginsNow.com. Mm -hmm. um, the Instagram handle is the same. Your Legacy Begins Now. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'll even get my phone number. I think my phone number is on my website as well. 601-307-1921. And... I am not one of those people that are going to tell you, call me anytime. Because you're probably not going <laughs> to get right, me. That's right, because you got to schedule your sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Kendra, Kendra will tell you. There's so, no yes, um, it's, You I call between um, 6 and 6.05 p.m., doggone it. That's, exactly. That's <laughs> you, you live yes. exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah, because um, I... When you run multiple companies and you serve so many different individuals, plus your present father, you have to stay productive in the areas that you were intending on being productive in. Um, and, and I'll kind of leave um, with this attention or intention and attention. You need to start your day, your week, or whatever it is, your month with an intention. What are you intending on accomplishing that day? What are you intending on actually getting done. And if at any point throughout that time that your attention goes on to anything that was not part of your intention, that's a distraction. Mm. I don't care how important it was, that is a distraction. But don't feel bad about it. At the end of the night, you review your day. What was a, a distraction today? Should I incorporate that in my intentions for tomorrow? And you repeat that cycle to where you'll figure out, okay, that's a consistent distraction. Maybe that should be on my agenda every day. So I have to stay focused on what I put my intentions on or my productivity will be dead. I'm a talker. If you call me, I'm probably going to be on the phone with you for an hour plus because it's difficult for me to just stop you and move. So I'm like, look, call me. I mean, text me and let me know what we need to talk about. And then we'll get on. We'll talk about that. And we got to get off kind of expeditiously because I got things to do. There you go. I love it. You're structured, but at the same time, you're focused, you know, and you, you, you do it with a heart, of course. You're not just going to cut somebody off, but you need to know how you can help them so you can guide them. It's not exactly. just all over the place. I love that. Thank you so much. So I'm going to repeat your number. Um, as well, for folks who are listening, if you do need some assistance and guidance, um, reach out to Brian, please. Brian Street, his name is. 
the number for those of you who like to actually talk to someone like I do, because I'm also a talker, which Brian, you can see already. <laughs> 601-307-1921, everybody. 601-307-1921. And if you'd like to, um, if you're somebody who doesn't want to talk and you want to check out his information, go on the website. It's yourlegacybeginsnow.com, okay? And if you like IG, which most people do, um, go on Instagram and you go, you look, Your Legacy Begins Now. Same name, everyone. It's so easy. You can't miss that. You can't forget it. It's the same information, but I encourage you to, if, there, if you want to become an entrepreneur or if there's some sort of... Um, dream or a goal that you have go for it you know and don't be ashamed to ask for help I know I I have my notes here and <laughs> Brian you will be seeing me very soon <laughs> so and I'm very serious about that um so everybody you know do what you need to do for your business and for yourself and as Brian mentioned also for your mental health right because this stuff is not easy <laughs> you know far from it it's not easy, but I want to thank you, Brian, for coming on, spending this time with us, educating us, as well as just, just being with us. Your presence was splendid. <laughs> ah, I love it. That's I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's infectious. It rubbed off on me. You made my day. <laughs> I, I, I received that. And I appreciate you saying that because me making your day actually made my day. You made my day. I'm not even going to lie because I was feeling kind of tired. I was running, ripping and running all day and all this stuff. And, you know, we do put together this show and we put a lot into it. So sometimes we're humans, you know, we do feel a little low at times. We low on energy and all that, but you came on and it was so bright that I was like, oh my gosh, he's <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I really mean that, but I'm going to reach back out to you and we can schedule some other time. And hopefully I know you're busy. You'll just let us know um, what's a good time for you. And we will do that again. So thank you for coming. That's great. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye now. Bye. Miss Kendra. Oh, (laughs) my dear I want to thank you so much for coming on co-hosting today it's been such an absolute pleasure you know that you're like one of my biggest faves and I'm not gonna lie you know I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart okay staying here we're like two sides of the same coin so Uh, it's like (laughs) I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And I told you this before, and I'll tell you again, live on radio, you get me. And I appreciate it so much. You get me. And you came on the show with us today. Um, Despite all of your busy schedule, you've been sitting here and I wanted to chat with Brian a lot more. I could talk with Brian forever, but I also want to respect your timing as well. You know, because I know you're a busy lady. You got 50 million things that you put on hold (laughs) to be here with us. No, no, no. I'm being very serious about that. And that's respect 
to you. So everybody, again, um, Kendra is, if you didn't hear at the top of the show, Kendra is a best-selling author herself. Her book comes out as well as currently you can get it on Amazon. And however, you just finished the paperback as well. That's available now on Amazon too. So everything is take control of feeling better. It's on Amazon. The paperback is ready to go because some people don't have, you know, Kindle or a device. And I was really getting a lot of requests for when is this coming out? And so it's out now. So definitely want to want to pick it up. Definitely, I am getting a lot of excellent feedback from this book. Like I. Of course, it went to bestseller. Of course, you got excellent <laughs> feedback. It's a bestseller for that reason. Yes. And folks, if you have not picked this book up as yet, go check it out. We're going to repeat the title for you. It's called Take Control of Feeling Better. Okay, Take Control of Feeling Better. And inside the book, Kendra recants her experiences growing up and experience with eating healthy and all that. It's all a part of how you feel better. So you want to check out this book. If you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and do so. All right, please go on, on Amazon, etc. Just go on Google and look it up. Take control of feeling better by CK Lewis. All righty. So, and also my dear, you are multifaceted as well. You, you candy and wine is your Instagram handle. Um, for people to come on and look, if you, if you love wines and Kendra is the expert on that, it's all a part of her business. She is multifaceted. So you want to check her out. Candy and wine, C-A-N-D-Y-E and wine. Okay. You come on the show, my dear, I'm going to plug you to the end. That's, <laughs> I love right. That's what we do here. There's enough to go around. We spread the love. Like I said, we are international. So there are people everywhere that will love you. They will love what Brian do. They will love what Stacey Ann Drummond does. There are different things for different people. And that's why, you know, of course, I'm going to mention all of you guys, because there is somebody out there who needs to hear this information on each of you. Okay. And you've had on past shows that I plan to reach out with and form partnerships with for, you know, because they complement the mission, you know, and, and really like getting people on the road to, you don't have to, you don't have to be strictly, you know, vegan or pescatarian. There's a whole gamut of us in the middle that we just want to, you know, feel better, but it doesn't mean that you have to give up everything. Like you can still be better and drink wine. You can exactly. still be better and, you know, and, and just know what you need to do for you. And, and I know everybody loves to drink <laughs> wine, darling. So, and if you don't love to drink wine, maybe because you haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> so go check out Candy and Wine, okay? And then maybe you might start to love drinking wine. And I don't mean that you should become addicted to the stuff or anything. It's just to do it socially, okay? And responsibly. All right. And it complements the candy, which is the food. I've been sticking a lot to like, if you notice like the trend, a lot of things have been like those, been in the bowl. Yes. And every, because it, as school started, it started showing a lot of my quick meals. I put the, my, I beat my record yes. together. 
Did you see that? I, I saw that. And, and everybody, what, what Kendra is talking about on her Instagram as well, and she does these amazing videos with the wines and how she puts them together and shows you what, you know, to drink and all of that. But she also tells you about pairing. So pairing means if you're eating a particular dish or whatever, you know, how to pair certain wines with certain foods that you're eating. But not only does she do that, she will show you how to or tell you about these amazing recipes. And I look on there and I'm like, oh my gosh, healthy recipes. I love that sandwich you made for your son the other day. It, it looked so amazing. It made my mouth water and it was healthy, you know? So stuff like that, you can go out there. She teaches you on how to eat healthy. And then at the same time, have wine and she has a wine club. Okay. So if you want to be a part of that, please go check out Candy and Wine. She is multifaceted. You're doing a training coming up soon or a seminar or a class or something, right? I'm definitely my, launching <laughs> my class in two weeks and um, the coaching will be right behind us. So people can also go ahead and reach out to me about individual coaching. Um, but they definitely like, you definitely want to get the book. It puts you in the mindset. You know, even though it's stories and everything, that mindset that I had to go into um, to do what I had to do and how you can relate to different things um, when it comes to your relationship with food. Um, and then the class will come through. The first initial class is going to deal with mindset and getting you like ready to go so that you can do things economically, especially as you're watching groceries go up and up and up. Being a creator is key to your economic survival. You want to know how to create so that no matter what you need to do in the kitchen, you can do it and still feed your family and feed yourself and your soul and still do so economically and take at least that power back because we can't control these prices. Absolutely. So thank you, my dear. Um, I know we've kept you long enough. You have a strict schedule, just the way Brian just mentioned um, that you have to schedule all your days and you scheduled us in. And I truly, truly appreciate you. And that's why I wanted to give you a platform for your business as well. So folks can know what it is that you have and they should be checking out. The last thing I will say is I will shamelessly plug myself. As you guys know, if you're with us every week, I am a voiceover artist. I have a voiceover company that I also started. So it is called Lights Action Voiceover. You can hear various samples of my voiceover. I'm not going to burden you with more of it because you've already been listening for more than three hours <laughs> to it. So if you want to hear samples of voiceover, voiceovers for everything. If you have a company, if you have a product that you have and you need, you're making a video about your product and you need voiceover to go with that, a voice to describe your product. If you have, if you want a professionally done voicemail, um, and you need the voice, of course, to go with that. Then you're talking about myself. I do commercials um, as well, uh, different types of commercials. If you've listened to our show, you heard my voice doing the commercials um, about our show, where we talk about what we talk about on the show. So at the top of the show, you heard we talk about that. And throughout the segments, you hear a voice that comes on. And now it's time for a business spotlight, you know, stuff like that. That's <laughs> voiceover. 
Okay, so please reach out to me if you're looking for voiceover work for your product, your business, if you have a spa, um, a documentary you need done, um, narration that you're looking for, um, please reach out to me. My name is Carol Tanya, as you know, and the company is called Lights Action Voiceover. Go to YouTube, Lights Action Voiceover. You see all my samples on Facebook, Lights Action Voiceover. On Instagram, Lights Action Voiceover. On LinkedIn, Lights Action Voiceover. So I am in various different places. Reach out to me. It's been a pleasure working with you today, Kendra. Absolutely. It is always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Let's not forget Reese's Paint and Sip coming and up. Over there. And um, Coral Springs. It's going to be in Coral Springs. And let's see, do you have a, uh, is that the paint bar? The paint bar. The paint so bar. That's yeah. right. Reese's Paint and Sip. And if you guys are not certain of what that is, it's Reese has a paint and sip. It's at the paint bar. You go in. She has everything nicely laid out for you. It's gorgeous. She's got the, the wines there, whatever it is you want to sip while you are painting, the supplies, the ambiance, the music, everything is there at the paint and sip at the paint bar. And also, if you really want more information about that, go on our IG page on Let's Connect. It is on our Instagram. It is also on Let's Connect YouTube page. So go check it out. The information is posted there. If you're looking for a fun night, something relaxing and fun to do with friends or with your spouse or just with the girls or just with the boys, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's both male, female, and it's wonderful. Okay. And so... Come out. <laughs> yes, come on out and have fun. And it is COVID safe. She makes sure that she follows the rules. Um, she's very vigilant when it comes to that. She's very careful with that. So you will have a, a good time, everybody. Make sure you check out the paint bar. If, if you're in Florida, South Florida, check it out. Yes. You want to go by, okay? But check it out on our Let's Connect page on Instagram or on Facebook for the address, the phone number, everything at the paint bar. So with that, everybody, we love you. We love our amazing co-hosts who joined us live and sent in all of their questions to us. Um, we love you for being with us. Hey, Edna, for joining us. Um, May, Shu, um, Yoli, all of our friends who stuck with us this evening, we love you. I live for all of your questions and your comments and stuff. And you take time out of your busy evening to, to come sit with us and chat with us. Love you. Thank you. Again, this is the show that's called Let's Connect, the show where you find more compassion, more empathy, and less judgment. Let's connect. Come on back next Monday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're here on MyTurnRadio.com and on our Facebook page live. We love you, everybody. See you. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. See you next week. Bye, everybody.